Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Got in my car, drove to San Jose, then went to Boston, then Detroit. I drove around Washington and New Jersey, and I stopped in Chicago. Then I went to Vancouver and stopped in Pittsburgh, and then I spit on Philadelphia. Then I went to Calgary and pooped on Carolina, and I stopped to watch the Rangers play. <laughs> it's the NHL is today. I went to Montreal and Florida, then to St. Louis. I drove to Columbus and flew to Anaheim. I went to Buffalo, got snowed in in Minnesota. I sang a country song in Nashville. It's the NHL, NHL. I went to Edmonton and to Ottawa. I went to Dallas and Toronto. Went to Phoenix and to L.A. Then to Atlanta and Colorado and Tampa Bay. <laughs> then my final stop on the trip was back to New York. And I seen the Islanders play. It's the NHL. Yeah. Yes. Time for another big fake radio show. And you can tell by that theme song that it's time to preview the NHL season. <laughs> but before that, joining me as always... New Larry. Kevin Jank. Jank. Hey, I am here. And might I say, Mike Dell, your ass is a wonderland. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, that is a reference. Uh, in hour two of the show, we will be uh, – Tuffy picked a wonderful movie for us to watch called Damage <laughs> from 2009. Yeah. Master Thesbian Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we will be <laughs> discussing that film in hour two. But uh, here at the top in hour one, we have a very special guest when he gets here. We'll be pre-reading the NHL season. And uh, when I was listening to that song, Jank, I realized that, wow, that, Ed sang that song a very long time ago because Atlanta was still in the league. And uh, mm. we needed to get him yeah, to do a no new Vegas, version. Sir. Yeah, with <laughs> yeah, Vegas, Seattle. Seattle, Winnipeg. He has to come in and do a new version of that. Um, yeah. Although, sadly, Remix. to start off the show on a bit of a sad note here, uh, the Ed's beloved dog Coco passed away this week. Oh no! Yeah, little coconut passed Aww. away. So uh, make sure you keep coconut and the Ed in your prayers. <laughs> but uh, poor Man. Coco. Yeah. And, Man, that's uh, sad. How old was Coco? I I don't know. I talked to the Ed this week, but I forgot to ask him how uh, how old Coco was. But yeah, poor little fella. So uh, Coco Aww. was a star. He appeared on the show recently. Like two weeks yeah. ago, Coco was on the show. He was barking up a storm. <laughs> and uh, He appeared he almost as much as Ed's smoke detector. <laughs> yes. But Godspeed, <laughs> Coco. You're up there running around with Sidney G. Meows, hopefully. But, uh, yeah. So And, and uh, some good news for the Ed, though. I guess uh, this – I think it's this weekend. Uh, he's getting married. Like, he's married already, technically. Oh, they, they yeah, I have, thought he was. <laughs> they didn't have a big uh, ceremony because of the COVID. So they're actually having like oh. a, an, uh, an event ceremony. So, did you get your invite? 
Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I was, like, oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> Man. As no one, no one wants me to go to the wedding. His favorite son? <laughs> uh, probably not. But, because uh, if I go to the wedding, then they got to have, like, chicken steak or tofu, and no one wants that, you know? So, <laughs> well, they don't have to. They can just be like, well, you're not eating. Yeah, that's, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, our, all you our have best the salad. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't eat a lot of salad. Big year for the Ed. Yeah, yeah you, you, like, you don't vary it up too often. It's pretty much just the brown rice yeah. pasta. And <laughs> I don't even eat brown rice pasta anymore. I cut that out of my diet. So basically it's just tofu <laughs> and vegetable chips <laughs> and the occasional potato. <laughs> That's all I'm eating these days. Wow. Yeah. Every day is just the same blandness over yeah, and over just, again. I don't eat for enjoyment. <laughs> I just eat so I can continue living to eat more, I guess. <laughs> yeah. To fuel your hockey shooting. Yep. I, I shot hockey today. <laughs> uh, we might be running out of time, though. I hear it's going to be getting cold next week. So. Uh, Uh-oh. I'd yeah, it started to get a little bit cold tonight over here in Chicagoland. It was Finally. 80 degrees here. In like the 80s. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so the weather here is a little weird because it was cold at the beginning of the week and then it went up to the 80s. So my hockey uh, shooting might be coming to an end and then it'll be back to doing pull-ups. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. off-season training. <laughs> yep. Get back to doing pull-ups. I can blow up my shoulder again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. You already got a, a different ailment for each season. That's the thing about the old age. Uh, because the last time – I didn't shoot hockey last summer because of the COVID. I, I think the park was closed. So, uh, but two years ago I shot hockey. I didn't have really any injuries at all except for the blisters, of course, on the hands. But uh, this year mm. I, I hurt my shoulder and both sides, tore my, like ripped muscles Ooh. on both of my ribs. So, uh, yeah, that's old age for you, two years. Yeah. It catches up to you. <laughs> If I'm still doing this yeah. next year, it's going to be really, really rough, probably. You're going to be oh, in the re- next year. I'll be in the re-education camp by next year. So I, I doubt they'll even have a deck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah, it's probably not high in their priority list. No. More just a lot of, you know, getting that mine, start digging for diamonds, and they whip you if you take a break. That's right. So, uh, all right, well, still waiting for our guest. You know, he's a very special guest. I'm sure it's a surprise to everyone he's going to be on the show, but uh, he's probably putting the baby down, you know? He's putting yeah. The baby asleep. Little drink. Well, Little Drinky McGee's like 15 now, though, so I don't know if he should be. <laughs> We've got to give him his nighttime bourbon to get him to go to sleep. I guess. Anything else good <laughs> with you, uh, Jack? Anything exciting this week? Uh, not a whole bunch. I mean, I got home today and I got uh, went to went to get my mail and I saw that I have a jury duty summons oh, for the no. day I'm supposed to be leaving to go to Washington. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh that's not no. gonna do. <laughs> so what are you gonna do about this? Um, well, I immediately called and was like, hey, I'm not gonna be here that day. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we'll give you a three month extension. We'll send you another oh, one. Oh, that's nice. You know, three months. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's something to keep in your keeping your back pocket out there. Next time you get a jury, yeah. say, hey, I'm not going to be here that day. All right, we'll give you a <laughs> um, I don't yeah. want to do that at all, but, yeah, at least I don't have to do it for a while. I uh, Let's see. 
I got called once, and uh, like I was supposed to report, you know, to the court, and we had the biggest snowstorm in recorded history, so the courthouse got shut down. I didn't have to go, so that was sweet. Nice. Then another time, I got a summons, and uh, I called the little phone number, and and my number wasn't picked, so I didn't have to go in. And then about six years ago, I got called, and they called my number, and I had to go into the courthouse, and I sat around all day. And then I got called in, and, and they were interviewing me in a room with the attorneys and everybody. And they said, hey, uh, and I knew the one, I didn't know him, but my uh, my dad, of course, was a cop, and he mentioned this, the other cop's name a lot. So I'm like, yeah, I, my dad was a cop. And they're like, oh, well, you're not on the jury. Get out of here. <laughs> so like, nice. Yeah. I'll remember that. Case. Maybe that'll get me out of this. That Ooh. was a murder case, too, yeah. That's uh I've only had to go in one time, and, like, it was one where I went, went there, sat there probably for five hours, and they kind of yeah. gr- called our group over, and then we're just like, eh, whatever, you guys can leave, <laughs> and didn't yeah. talk to anybody. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I was actually happy, even though I waited there for nothing. Yeah. Um, exciting times, being in the jury yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember any uh, recollections about the jury's uh, event. I remember uh, – they had a TV on in the jury room, like where everybody was waiting, and uh, Miley Cyrus was on like the Today Show or something. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's I remember. It's burned into your memory. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So <laughs> the memories I keep, I carry with me. <laughs> yeah, on your deathbed, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that one time I saw Miley Cyrus on the Today Show, <laughs> jury duty." <laughs> So good. All right. Oh, huh. I'm beginning, to, from there. I'm beginning to worry about our guest. I don't know. It's good 10 minutes yeah. in and he's not here. Um, I'm becoming concerned. Um. I'm, I'm sure any moment he will be dialing in. Fingers uh, crossed. Maybe he's uh, gathering all of his hockey facts. He, uh, he's he going to put it in the binder. He told me he asked uh, Jim Arvino if he wanted to join us. You know, our old buddy Jim Marvino. And Jim Marvino said he couldn't because he's waxing his cat. I don't know what that means. (laughs) What? I'm sure that's a euphemism for something, but I have no idea. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's taking his wife to get the old bikini wax or something? (laughs) I have have no idea. I don't want to know. Got to wax that kitty. No, I I just (laughs) talked to our special guest a few hours ago, so. (laughs) <laughs> well, we've learned with Cousin Brandon that doesn't always guarantee anything. <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, let me, I'm messaging him on the Twitters right now. Ooh. There we go. A Twitter message has been sent. All right. <laughs> um, what else, though, Jake? Did you watch any movies? Did you go to the theaters this week, Jay? Um, I did not. Um, Halloween Kills comes out this weekend. I wanted to go see it, but I'm going to wait, and I guess my cousins are going to come over next weekend, and we're going to just watch it on Peacock. Um, So I did not see anything in the – yeah, at least a couple of them anyway. (laughs) You can't get all of them in my tiny apartment. That would be overkill. (laughs) Oh, wait, the new Um, new Halloween – Wait, I'm sorry, this new Halloween movie is being released on the Peacocks? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I, that's a weird call. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Usually Peacock doesn't have, like, the first-run movies, but, yeah, I don't know. Cause I know uh, oh, speaking October's, of Peacock, though. Well, October 29th, our buddy Miles Watson's coming on to watch. We're going to do a horror movie for Halloween, and he's going to pick it. But yeah. maybe watch, if all else fails, we get to watch that. All right, so what else is coming on the Peacocks? Um, maybe next week, a movie that we should probably watch, because it's a, pretty much a sin that you've never seen this movie. Um, we watched Videodrome that was about conspiracies and manipulation of the media, and now we watch Damage, starring, you know, a WWE wrestler. <laughs> so why don't we combine the two and watch They Live? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's on the Peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Probably only for the month of October, because I think they got a bunch of horror movies. Huh. I've also never seen so like, the Frog Town either. Uh, <laughs> Roddy, Roddy Piper. Have you ever seen that? No, I actually haven't. I remember they did the uh, How Did That Get Made on that, but. Yeah. That was on my list of things to uh, to watch. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Leahy's, <laughs> no response from Leahy on the Twitters either. Hmm. Uh oh. Maybe there's a horrible accident between like noon and now. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. Well, guess it's up to you to preview the NHL season, Jake. You're gonna have to break down all <laughs> the teams for us. We're in trouble. <laughs> uh, well, there's 32 of them, maybe. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't even, know, I don't even know how many teams there are anymore. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I have. I, I think there's <laughs> could be 64 by now. I don't know. I think there's 32, right? Because Seattle makes. I don't know. I have no idea. That's a, that's my first question. Let me write You're doing that a down. terrible job. Yeah. Let me write that down. How many teams are in the NHL? I have no fucking clue. All right. Oh. Hey, let's see uh, if Tuffy's still on the line. Uh, see if Tuffy's here. Tuffy? Hello. Yeah, so, sorry to uh, surprise you like that, Tuffy, but we need to bring you in out of the bullpen because Leahy apparently is AWOL. I don't know where he is. <laughs> That's smart. Wait, would you like to preview the NHL? Oh wait, he just sent me a message. Oh oh oh, he's Ooh. on his way. He says uh, drinking All McGee right. in one minute. All right. Yeah, drinking McGee. There's is, a there's uh, a team in Seattle now. I know that. Yeah. How how many teams are in the NHL, Tubby? If you had to guess, if you had to ballpark it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's at least like ten or twelve. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me uh, let me see here. Yeah, I think with Seattle that brings them up to thirty-two. Yep. There's four divisions of eight teams each. So there you go. Hey. Yeah. Right. I was wildly guessing, and I happened to be right. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tuffy, I, I hope you're using this extra time to really get prepared for the damage discussion. <laughs> yeah. Rewatching a blow uh, by blow of each fight. Yeah. Really oh. hammering down on the intricate plot details to make sure we don't miss anything. <laughs> there, there actually, there actually are a lot of uh, plot details that are pretty in depth, and uh, we'll get to it later. But save that for later. We'll, uh, our yeah. special guest has arrived. Let me uh, go to hit his theme song. Sean Leahy, who canceled?
but uh, I just enjoyed the crunchy orange balls. Sean Leahy. Hello there. What was like Drinky McGee fighting you? He wasn't getting into bed. Or what was happening? <laughs> nah, it was just a, a, it's a Friday night, so you gotta let loose. You know, a little bit later, a <laughs> little bit later than normal. You know. I was concerned. I was like, I thought there was an accident at the Leahy household. Like someone left. No, no, we're good. I, I should, I should say that you know, uh, while while I, I this is not a diss at Kevin Jank because I appreciate his his movie knowledge. I was hoping my return to the show would bring Larry <laughs> out of his reclusive nature that he's decided what? to go into. But Larry hates you and me Larry. both. In fact. This is what he told me. When he said, I'm taking a break from the show, his, quote, his exact words were, and I quote, I've had enough of Sean Leahy, end quote. That's why he oh, used to take a break. Yeah. It breaks my heart. I know. Because, I mean, it's, it, it's it means his, his, his affection for me is right in his Twitter name. I mean, come on. I know. It's sad. Hey, Tuffy's <laughs> also on the line, by the way. We brought Tuffy in because you were late, so we brought in Tuffy as well. So, wow, we got a whole panel tonight. Yeah. Nothing but hockey experts. A real Algonquin, yeah. a real Algonquin roundtable. Now, is it true? <laughs> I told the kids already that uh, you asked Jim Arvino to come on the show, but he was waxing his cat. Is that a true story, or did you make that up? That <laughs> no, I will. I, I, I asked him. Um, yeah, I said I'm going to be on the LCS show Friday night. You should come. Almost one, Mister Loud. He's like, I might be making gumbo or waxing the cat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and I, I wrote back this morning. Is that code word? Is that code word for banging? And he has not responded to me in twelve hours. So, <laughs> wow! Like I don't re- hasn't even come up for air. I don't remember the waxing the cat, but making gumbo. That was an old excuse that our one buddy Steve Wilson. He he was the only goalie, so we needed a goalie to play. You know, goal. And uh, we'd get really hey, come on, Steve, we're playing hockey. He's like, I can't. I'm making gumbo. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so we didn't have a Larry would say. <laughs> yes. So, but wax, I can't remember if like that, if waxing the cat is also a Steve Wilson thing or not. I can't remember. That'll be my first question for Jim Arvino. But my first question for you, Sean Lee, I, I just got the answer, though. I figured it out. But how many teams are in the NHL? How many teams? <laughs> Off the top of your head. We're at 32 now. Top That's right. round number. 30. Yeah. <laughs> you are a hockey expert. Yeah, damn, there's so many teams in the NHL now. We, we played the uh, the NHL theme song at the top of the show, and it was still when Atlanta was in the league. So uh, that was like Vegas, Winnipeg, and now Seattle, all new additions since the Ed Sang that Yeah, because I think that Atlanta moved to Winnipeg in 2011 or so, so that's, that's oh, the early days of the Ed. Holy fuck. <laughs> ten years. That song's <laughs> ten years old. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Damn, we're like, so old. I know. Where did the time go, ladies? Where did the time go? We're all, right. all old and gray. I mean, just looking at that that picture that Jim Marvino tweeted out you know, last week, it shows yeah. you how time flies. Uh, uh, Jack, Jack's not on the Twitter, but uh, Sean Leahy tweeted out a picture of, uh, or not, yeah, Jim Ivino tweeted out a picture of me, uh, Jim, and the Zakowski brothers uh, from the Greensburg local newspaper from like 1996-ish. And I had hair and everything, and it was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all had hair back then. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Oddly enough, I still have that same flannel shirt, I think. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, I, I, so that means I buy clothes once every 30 years. And that's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, Leigh, let's well, get we'll be into back the in big... style by then. 
let's get into the big hockey discussion because I know Jank has a lot of hockey questions. He's been <laughs> oh, do I? He's been wanting to break down the hockey season. But uh, hey, let, let's start. We always start with the Penguins, Jank. Jank, uh, we're not going to start with you. We'll start with Leahy. <laughs> Leahy. <laughs> the Penguins, they went into yeah, you, Florida. Jank, you could go, you could be like Larry when I'm on the show and just fall asleep for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> I'm already halfway there. Well, you, you could chime in a question about 1998 NHL stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damon Lankow. Yeah. But the Penguins went into Florida, Leahy, and uh, usually that's a terrible trip for them throughout their history, even when they had great teams. Yes. Uh, but they they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, surprisingly, and they uh, went to overtime and lost to Florida, two legit Stanley Cup contending teams, and they did it without Malkin, without Crosby, without Gensel for game one. Um, they, they're missing a bunch of – Mike Matheson's been out. So that's pretty impressive, right, for the Penguins to start? Because I thought for sure they would start out 0-2. Like, that was just, as, you know, taken for granted that they would start out 0-2. Yeah, sure. Like, you, you look at that schedule – um, you know, Tampa obviously, and then Florida is obviously kind of trending upwards now, and 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 becoming a, a pretty solid team, a team that should make the playoffs. Uh, you know, the, over the next couple of years, and it, but it, the, the Lightning game, I I have I have been meaning to look up the stat this week, but it always seems like those Stanley Cup teams when they have their first home game, they raise the banner, they always come out really flat. And the Lightning, that wasn't just like the Penguins won, you know, two to one, three to one. The Penguins like really took it to them. They they were dominating that game for long stretches of it. You know, they had like three empty net goals, so they kept retaining the lead. Uh, and yeah. Tampa was coming coming back from, you know, kept playing from behind the entire game. So that the Penguins just played incredibly well. Jari played well, and um, it, it was good to see. And, and you know, if they could tread water for the next, you know, Sid's coming back soon, and then Mal will be back in December. They could be. Uh, I could certainly see them being a playoff team. Yeah, um, I, I talked to the Dave and Josh about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and they, they were more optimistic than me going into this season. And uh, but when you look at it, I think uh, I get guilty of thinking, and I'm sure a lot of people do, that uh, the team that starts the season, well, they didn't make any big changes, and this is what you know. This will be a different team by the end of the year. They'll add things, I'm sure, right? They'll, they'll change it up a little bit by the end, and. Because uh, I think myself and others are disappointed that this is basically the same exact team that came that finished last season. They replaced Tanev with uh, Brock McGinn and uh, McCann with uh, Danton Heinen. And so those are pretty, like, younger, cheaper replacements for those guys if you have to lose them. So that's fine. But they didn't add any toughness. They didn't uh, improve the goaltending. So it's like, ah, oh, this is just going to be the same shit last year. They're going to fail again in the first round or whatever. But maybe uh, they're just going to – Add something later, maybe, huh? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that would depend on. They, right now, they don't have a ton of cap space, and that could be changed dramatically once Crosby's back and Malcolm's off LTIR. They may need to move a body or two out just to get cap compliant, and then even then, they're probably going to be tight against the cap. So if it, it, I'm just kind of I, I not, can't really do the math right now in my head with the way the salary cap works and stuff, but I would it, looking at it, it seems like if. And once they're fully healthy and we get towards the trade deadline and they want to add a piece, it, it could be the, the, you know, the situation where, like, a body's got to go to bring somebody or two in. Yeah. I, they're missing that, they like, as, as we know, they, they certainly don't really have the draft picks, and they, they don't probably don't want to be parting with any first-round picks anytime soon, the way they've 
you know, had to trade them away for the last decade plus. They kind of want to restock that prospect cover now. They're just missing that, like, Hornquist or Kunitz or one of those kind of wingers who can, like, play a different style and, like, be gritty and tough. And um, so it'd be That's nice what Heinen's supposed to be, but he's – but, you know, Heinen's supposed yeah, to be that guy, but he's not, like, a top six guy like that. He's a bottom sixer. Yeah, but uh, he's not really that gritty, though, is he? I mean, Stanton Heinen. Yeah, he, you know, he, he definitely is. But, like I said, he's not a top six guy in the mold of a Kunitz or a Hornquist. Already has two goals, though. Right. But, I mean, hey, he's on fire. Sure. Yeah, can't stop him. You All right, so Stone Cold Steve Austin can ice skate, maybe he could join the team. He's pretty tough. <laughs> that's a great that's a great Larry contribution right there. It is. It is very Larry like. Uh Leahy, have you ever watched any of the Stone Cold uh movies? Um there's a few of them. Um No, like I never saw what he was in what was that 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 big the action when there was like ten action deals. Is that the expendables? Oh yeah, he was in the Expendables too, I think. Maybe. No, yeah, maybe. I never saw those, but that's that's the only one I could think of that I know he was in. Was he in like a lot oh, of like the WWE a... straight to video ones? Yeah, he was in a bunch of those, and we're reviewing one tonight <laughs> called Damage. In hour two, we'll be talking about. Damage. All right, well, that sounds better than the last like dozen you guys all <laughs> been forcing yourself to watch. That's a that's a shot at Love on. I will a not leash. let you. Be, yeah, uh, <laughs> do not besmirch the name of Love on a Leash. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we stand <laughs> Alvin Flang in this house. Alvin Flang, but we'll, we'll get into <laughs> movies in a bit here. But uh, l- let's look at the Penguins division because again, Dave and Josh they they think the division's taking a downturn here. This Penguins division. What do they call the division now? Is this like the uh, Prudential Metro. Mass Media Jiffy Lube division or no? They're, they're not sponsored. No. The divisions aren't sponsored. Just that was know. only last. That was only last oh. year to you know get a little pump up the revenue a little bit. Now I'm mean, looking at Angel.com and they're just known as the Metropolitan, so I don't think they're sponsored anymore. All right, well that's that's a relief. But uh, you figure the Islanders will be the top team, right? They're, they look like a yeah. Sport. I think Islanders and, and Hurricanes are the, will be the top two, and then probably I think I think you know Penguins and Caps can fill in those final two spots, and then with then you have like. Rangers, um, uh, fly her flyers, maybe you know. Devils seem to be you know kind of trending upward a little bit, um, filling in those you know make, making a push for one of the final spots in the Metro, and I think Columbus will be down at the bottom. Yeah, that, that's the thing though. That's a tough division. Um, yeah, because I, I think the Rangers are going to be better this year. They haven't started out that great, but I think they will eventually uh, start to put it together. And uh, people forget last year, everyone was on the Flyers at the beginning of the season. They said the Flyers were going to win the division. And then Carter Hart imploded. And, uh, but if they get reasonable goaltending, they can be a threat at the bottom of the, the – uh, Yeah, the I mean, they're in, they're in like a weird this – is, this is one of those years where it's like – probably it's in the same vein as the, the same, same uh, universe as the, the Penguins and the Capitals where, you know, the, their stars are kind of aging – they have some young kids. Maybe the Flyers have a little bit more young kids that are productive now than, let's say, the Penguins and Capitals. But if the Flyers, Capitals, Penguins have a bad year, they miss the playoffs, then maybe they, they, they you know, get swept or lose in five in the first round. There are going to certainly be plenty of changes on those rosters. I mean, especially, you know, the Penguins, for example, I mean, Burke and Hexel have no allegiances to any player on that team. Now, obviously, they're not going to trade Crosby, but beyond that, if they have a bad year, they should be carving up this roster and turning it over and, and looking towards the future because, you know, Sid and, Sid and Gino 
and Latang only have so many years left. They got to think about you know beyond that and, and and having that next wave of kids come in, sort of like what we had in in 2015, 2016 with like you know the Rust and Connor Sheers and guys like that who were, who were able to jump right in from the HL and be productive right away. I, I don't know if you had a chance to listen though, and Yoey and Dave were on here, but uh, Josh said that uh, he he talked to you know Rutherford still, and that Rutherford had a top secret plan that he was going to do it this coming summer to revitalize the Penguins. But he wanted to tell him what it was, and uh, yeah, I guess he, he said he had quit. It. I know he said he had this master plan, like uh, a big movie is going to make in free agency. So I uh, maybe he was. Thinking, was he going to sack? Was he going to sign that... Jack Johnson again for five years? Yeah, dude, Jack Johnson scored uh, game one. He, he beat Flurry one on one. He walked in and beat. Did he Flurry. score? Tw- did he score? Tw- oh, I think he got an assist on one, on the second goal because I was watching that yeah. somewhere. But yeah, yeah, it was a good move. Crazy. Hey, uh, Flurry and them Blackhawks, them filthy Blackhawks, Tuffy's favorite team. They're coming to the to Pittsburgh <laughs> here, I, I think, tomorrow, right? And Flurry uh, should be in that. Yeah. Could maybe the last year for Flurry. Maybe his last time in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think he goes back. I think he signs with Pittsburgh over the summer. I I completely agree with you. I think even even if Jari has a fine year, um, I I can totally see them one him obviously wanting to come back for maybe one more year. Um, and because that would be a great – because Smith's a, a UFA after this season, and if Jari's is fine this year, that would be a great little combo there with a veteran guy behind Jari or with Jari, you know, splitting the load there. And and it'll just be good to get some goodwill with the fans because I'm guessing Malkin or Latang was probably not going to be here next year. One of the two. I don't know. Mm. Oh. Uh, well, Malkin has – yeah, I mean, Latang's a UFA – Malkin saw some. Uh, oh yeah, Malkin's also a, a UFA. Yes, yeah, they're both out. Yeah. So, now Josh says that Malkin is uh, willing to take less money, but uh, I doubt Latang. Considering what defensemen are getting paid these days, I doubt Latang's going to cut him a big deal. Yeah, but it's also you're talking about 26 year old defensemen, not guys who are about to be 35. Yeah, but he'd still get pricey. Uh, he'd probably still get eight. Yeah, unless it's so. short term. You know, he could get like maybe eight over. Two or three, I would yeah. think that would be somewhat reasonable for a guy. You know, it's not like you're you're getting a guy from the market. It's a guy you obviously you know and have have developed for the last fifteen years, so you know what you're getting out of him. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said before, like if the Penguins have a, a bad year, those are the decisions that are, are going to need to be made this summer, and some tough decisions. I mean, so some some beloved faces may not be back next year, like you said. Yeah. All right, so that's the Pens division. Uh, let, let's look at the Atlantic. Um, we got Buffalo. Hey, they won. They won Game One. How about that? Them yeah, Sabres. and Kyle Poso wrote a thing for the Sabres website today, like thanking the fans for, for like a great, memorable home opener. I'm like, how blow is this bar in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, I hear I hear tell that a bunch of like uh, I just saw a headline the other day that a bunch of season ticket holders just bailed on their tickets. So like. Yeah, they only had like eight, eight or nine thousand fans for opening night. So I mean, look, the way the yeah, organization is going to run, that's the only way you're going to get the attention of ownership is to you know, hit them in the pocketbook and, and have those sparse crowds early in the season, where typically you'd have more closer to fuller, fuller, you know, fuller capacity arenas before the drop off happens. You know, a couple months into the year. Now, Eichel, uh, they're saying they're getting closer to making a deal because they're allowing teams to look at his medicals and everything and working things out. And they said there was a deal close, and then it got pulled off the table the other day. Was that with the Rangers? Did the, then they, when they signed Mika 
is a vintage ad. They said, yeah, oh. I mean, I'm sure the Rangers, I'm sure the Rangers were were involved in that because they're. I mean, there's only so many so many teams who can take on that cap space, um, and obviously need could use a number one or depending on your situation, number two center. Uh, but yeah, the sign it's a bad ad. Obviously, pretty much takes them out of it unless they're gonna unless that they have a deal where they're gonna send. You know, like, like the Penguins before, I was saying that they send you know multiple guy, NHL roster guys and it, with their cap hits to Buffalo, but that sounds like that's not going to happen anymore with the Rangers with the way they're with the way they're going. But Buffalo will be the last team in this division, right? They're going to finish dead last. Yeah, they'll they'll be back with the, one of the two highest lottery lottery odds uh, come come April for sure. What about the I mean, Senators? Them, them and maybe there, oh. man. They got they Pierre McGuire now running the show, right? Pierre. Yeah, <laughs> but I, the other Pierre, I think, has done a, a good job in during their GM as far as using the, their draft picks, gaining more draft picks, and building a really strong stable of, of prospects who some of whom yeah, are have, producing at the NHL level. Some are still coming through and are on the verge. You know, yeah, as long as as long as as long as this keeps going, I'd say another. Two years, two or three years, the centers, I think, could be back to being like a, a regular playoff team, no question. Agreed. I think they'll be better this year, though, than they were last year, but they still won't be quite no. good enough. Even, um, last year, they, even last year, they were not a team, even though they were playing in that old Canadian division, they, they were not an easy two points. If you look at you know them beating the Leafs a couple of times, you, know, they, they, you weren't just going into Ottawa, they weren't coming, you weren't getting an easy two points against them. They, they played hard and that's obviously going to build towards this year, which uh, I think is going to be a huge step forward for them. All right, next we got the Maple Leafs. Still uh, very high-priced, a bunch of high-priced wingers and centers and no defense or goaltending. But uh, what do you think about the Maple Leafs? Charlie Brown versus the football. That's them. <laughs> Every year they have, they have a complete roster that that should contend for the Stanley Cup, right? Uh, even with the, their, their goaltending situation, you look at the, look at those great Red Wings teams. They have Chris Osgood as their goalie, right? You don't you don't if you have if other areas of your team are very strong, you don't need a an elite goaltender. As long as you have someone who's okay and capable, well, we'll see what happens this year with Peter Morozik. You know, Jack Campbell had a great second half uh, when he was healthy. He was a great story last year. Then obviously Morozik and Freddie Anderson swap roles with uh, Anderson going to Carolina and Morozik. To Toronto, um, yeah, that's gonna that's, that's gonna be the huge has Campbell's health and like you said the the, the blue line it's it, it's it's fine uh, but as we know in the Stanley Cup it needs to be much better and you, you, also up front you can't just have studs in your top six you need that 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 bottom six guys to contribute so you know I think Andre Kasha was, was and David Comfort was were great pickups uh, Kasha. I think was solid as long as he can stay healthy because he had some showed some promise in Anaheim uh, his few years there, but he just had I, some concussion issues and it kept him. I have no idea who that guy is. I've never heard that name before in my life. Because he played <laughs> for the Ducks, and you know, you, uh, yeah. West East Coast bias, you know. <laughs> hey, here's the thing though: for you kids out there, they got the Hulu's and the ESPN Plus and whatnot. There's going to be NHL games every night on ESPN Plus, right? And I I tried yeah, watching well, them last night, but my app kept breaking. Uh, kept losing the connection. I was going to watch the yeah. uh, Kings and Golden Knights. I'll be watching these West Coast games if my app works. We'll yeah, what was Game Center Live that used to be where you could watch on like a, your tablet or laptop, wherever? Now that's ESPN Plus. 
yeah. that's, that took over that. So you, you can get you can get Center Ice on your television, and then Game Center Live now is through ESPN Plus. With uh, and they'll have even have some exclusive e- games for ESPN Plus, sort of like what they do uh, sometimes, like uh, on MLB Network and uh, NHL Network, where they have their own games and stuff this year. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I, I would like to watch those West Coast games because I'm up all night, so that'll be uh, a good time. But hopefully, it'll work. Uh, hey, speaking of the, the coverage and whatnot, did you watch the TNT hockey broadcast the other night? Their uh, first hockey broadcast. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it for sure. I think uh, when they go to the different. studio show, I think they need a bigger desk. I don't know. Did you see well, that desk? I know, you, I know you're a big NBA guy, but they do the same thing for the NBA. They have like five or six guys on their panel, but they're in like That's this ridiculous. huge, gigantic studio where it looks so much bigger than it needs to be. It's so terrible. There's too many people. Because they had like what, Rick Tockett, Paul Bissonette, Wayne, some guy named Gret- Wayne Gretzky? Am I pronouncing and that right? Car- yeah, <laughs> and Anson Carter. And, uh, oh, I remember him yeah. from that Sh- Pro Stars cartoon. <laughs> yes, the same guy, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Jackson. But uh, yeah, so, so you actually, I thought there was way too many people, and uh, it was goofy. They're all talking over each other and stuff. But uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's fine. Like it, it's 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 different, right? And that's after ha- being on one network for the last what, fifteen years, sixteen years. You know, ESPN and um, TNT needed to approach this, you know, differently, and and bringing just a, a different look to not only their game presentation, but also their studio show. And, that, and that's what you, that's what you want. And so far, you know, that's what both of those networks have been doing. Well, I don't know. ESPN, they still Barry Melrose and Linda Cohn <laughs> doing the hockey. Stuff. Yeah, but they also have a, a daily, an hour-long daily show covering the league, sort of like what they do oh. with the other sports. So we, you oh, know, is that in that. the crease? No, that's, that's the point with uh, Butchergrass. It's on like at 3 o'clock, I want to say. Because I saw then, In the um, Crease listed on ESPN Plus. Is that something else? Then? That's that's like I think a, their podcast that Linda yeah. Cohen is like a co-host of. Oh no, no, actually, I'm sorry. That I think that's a um, like a digital or it could ESPN Plus or digital only like highlight show because they had that last year as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's just highlights. But then, they, then there's also um, like a digital. Whenever they have games during the week, like the other night, they had like a digital pregame show with. Um, this guy, R.R. Ocal, and then some schmo I've never heard of, Greg Wyshynski. You know that guy? Never heard of him. Yeah. He seemed like a real <laughs> jack-off. Uh, I don't know who would want to work with that jerk-off. He would probably steal all your trail mix and stuff. Is that what he did? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you know, no, he never would steal it. He would bring the wrong kind because oh, he would bring okay. the ones with, like, you know, the almonds and, and stuff. I would just want the ones with just – Peanuts and M&M's. No raisins yeah. or any of that crap. <laughs> basically, you just wanted peanut M&M's. You didn't even want trail mix. You just wanted <laughs> yes. I would, <laughs> I, would, I would eat the M&M's out of the bag. It's fine. That's it's all I want. Fair we'll, enough. We'll fall, fall from the nuts. All right, getting back to the Atlantic. Uh, the Panthers, we mentioned them, an up-and-coming team. They look really good. I, I spent, how long before Spencer Knight's the number one goalie down in Florida? This year? I mean, it, sh- it should be like today. Yeah, like, the problem is that Bobrovsky's uh, got ten million dollar cap hit for the next yeah. five seasons. So that's a, uh-huh. and that's on, that's an expensive problem to make go away when you have this twenty year old kid who's definitely the future in your goal. But general managers are so stupid sometimes. They just give these people contracts that make no freaking sense. Well, I mean, in in Bill Zio's defense, that that deal was the previous GM. <laughs> that's why yeah. Dale Talon no longer has a job. 
one of the <laughs> yeah. reasons for sure. So, um, yeah, but it, but the, it's, but the Panthers Sonic, are going to be really good Sonic, though, right? They're going to they're going to be a legit yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, I I, I think the only I think they have one guy over thirty. I mean, one skater over thirty, and that's Joe Thornton, who's. 41, 42, everyone else is in their 20s and mainly in like their mid-20s, so they're kind of hitting their primes right now all at the same time, which which bodes well for them. But Barkov is one of the top players in the league. Uh, he, he's uh, always over, but he's really, really good. So if you get a chance, we'll yeah. Barkov. Great all right, Selfie. Tampa Bay. They won the, won the Selfie. Mm. Uh, Tampa Bay, they uh, lost to the Penguins, and then they went into Detroit last night, and uh, those filthy, filthy Red Wings had them down by three goals late in the third. They came back and won it in overtime, so the Lightning got a win. But if if you're struggling that hard against the the Detroit Red Wings, it's, uh, I don't know, Stanley Cup hangover, apparently, going on in Tampa Bay. Well, lucky for them, it's an 82-game season, so they have 80 more to go to turn things around, and I I trust that they're going to turn things around over the next 80-plus games. But they're not – I don't think they're going to – obviously saying they're not going to win a cup again. I mean, three in a row, that's pretty damn near impossible. But uh, their bottom six is nowhere near as strong as it was because they – you know, because now well, this year – I don't know if you know this, Leahy, but this year they actually have to work within a salary cap, unlike last year where they just cheated. But this year they have to work in a salary Well, cap. listen, I mean, you sound like someone who is, should be really mad at their GM for not finding these loopholes and exploiting them like Julian Breezeball did. Yeah. Circumvented but, the mean, look, but here's the thing about their bottom six. They are what – I mean, look, it obviously helps that there's no state tax in Florida as far as signing and keeping guys at a, at a discount, a, a little bit of a discount. But they have such a great development system where they slide kids in in their bottom six. You know, they play the same system in, in, in Syracuse and the AHL, and they, and they fit in fine. There's always kids that, you know, look at Ross Colton last year. You know, Andre, Andre Platz and the Kudrov were those guys, you know, six, seven years ago coming through as the young players. Um, and they do this every single year. There's always a guy or two who just finds his way. Matthew Joseph is going to be kind of maybe that guy this year. Um, Alex Barry-Boulay was supposed to be that guy for them this year, but they had to – push him through waivers to get their roster set because he was, he was not waivers exempt and obviously Seattle picked them up. Um, but look, they added a Corey Perry who is now in, in the prime of his career, but has kind of transitioned <laughs> to being a solid bottom six guy. I mean, he was great with great in the bottom six for Dallas. He was very solid with Montreal last season. Uh, you don't need him to be an MVP player anymore because they have enough of those guys on the team with Stan Coast and Kucherov and Point and Victor Hedman. And obviously a Vasilevsky net who is still uh, you know a Vesnik winner almost every single year. So if they would, I, I would not, I would not say they would definitely won't three beat this year just because you you look at the I'll rest of it. the East, you look at you know you look at there's really there's really only a handful of like true cup contenders right now, and yeah. after that it's a big second tier, but certainly the Lightning are still in that top tier. Usually every year there's like five teams top that have a chance. And um, we'll, we'll see who – at the end, we'll recap who those guys are. But, all right, then we got Detroit. They're going to be terrible, right? Don't have to worry about Detroit. Yeah, it's, they're in a weird spot where it's, you know, they're they're pushing through some young guys, but they still have a lot of older guys on that team for some reason. Um, they need to get more kids. I mean, they're, they're hoping to get more kids in this year with guys like Zadina getting more time and Lucas Raymond, who's a, who's a rookie – um and Maritz, Michael Rasmussen Maritz. as well. He's yeah, Maritz Sater. Maritz yeah, defenseman too. 
Um, he's good. I actually saw Yeah, give those guys good. more experience. As long as they get more experience, that's what you want because the expectations are, are low there, which is probably why Jeff Blassell is still employed because why would Steve Eisman go out and hire a better coach if the expectations are as low as they are right now there? All right, Boston. Um, no, uh, Krejci left, so they lost David Krejci, but they still got the top line. And uh, what, what's going on in net there? They're going to go with the kid, Swayman or whatever. I guess it's going to be you know ride the hottest hand. I mean, Swayman had a pretty impressive tenorish tennis game cameo at the end of last year, and Allmark, despite him being in Buffalo, did put up some impressive numbers considering he's playing in front of just absolute garbage. So I think that'll be a solid tandem. And I'm curious to see what happens. You know, if those two guys play well, what happens when Zuccarask is healthy? I think it's, I think he should be back or healthy around December right now. He's not, he's not signed, but he has said he'd only, he'd either retire or he's only going to play in Boston. So you don't got to worry about him going elsewhere um, to play. So, if those two guys are playing well, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with Rask. Do they just leave him out there and hope he's insurance if one of them gets hurt later in the year or what? But other than that, yeah, I mean they're they're solid. Um, I wouldn't put them. I would put them in that big second tier of cup contenders because uh, yeah. they still have some elite guys, even though they, they lost Krejci. Krejci could technically come back later this season at the end of the Czech season um, if he's you know if he wants to. If the, if the Bruins want him because that, that second line center spot. There's been a question mark heading into the season, and we'll see if someone like Charlie Coyle can uh, step up and take it. I would probably rather have Krejci, but, hey, this is what happens in a cap world. And then, finally, the Montreal Canadiens. They start out 0-2, last year's surprise cup finalist. Um, and Carey Price is out for a while. And Shea Weber may never play again. Yeah, so it's going to be a rough year in Montreal, no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Jake Allen at this. I think Jake Allen at this point in his career, as he kind of showed in St. Louis towards the end there, I think he's better in a tandem setting. And right now he's with uh, some kids, Samuel Montembal, who Montreal got off of waivers from Florida last week. So obviously Allen's going to be handling, I think, the majority of the workload there, and I don't know how that's going to suit him. Uh, he's definitely better with uh, in tandem with Price splitting, you know, 60-40 of the workload. Um, they did add Mike Hoffman, who is definitely a, a goal scorer, but you need guys around him to score. And, and you know, I think they're not going to be a bottom feeder team. You, know, you still got Gallagher, um, Josh Anderson, Christian Dvorak, I think is going to be a, a, have a solid year. Tyler Toffoli can still score goals. Cole Caulfield could be the rookie of the year this year. Uh, really Nick did. Suzuki. Yeah, Nick Suzuki is a really good player. You know, Jake Evans had a, had a good playoffs when he was healthy. Um, so they have some 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 solid players up front. They get Jonathan Juan back as well, and Jeff Petrie um, on the back, and it's a little thin beyond that. So they'll be. I know they're not going to make the playoffs, but you know they're not going to be. I think a walkover like many people believe. So the top three teams will be uh, Tampa, Florida, and Toronto, and whatever order you want to put them. And then maybe uh, Boston will be four. And compete yeah, then I think maybe Ottawa. Ottawa could be Ottawa, Montreal will be right behind them, and then you know Detroit and Buffalo. All right, we're, we're halfway home. Jank and Tuffy, relax. Halfway home. We're almost done. <laughs> well, we're we're at the we're only halfway. Tuffy, I'm sure Tuffy has. <laughs> we're only halfway. The they, had, they have 32 teams now, <laughs> Tuffy. 32 teams. So we're only halfway. Live update: <laughs> The Blackhawks uh, came back from down 3-1, scored with 20 seconds left, and then. 
blew it in overtime. Did, uh, did, two goals tonight. <laughs> did they allow anyone to be raped in overtime? Or did they avoid yeah. that? No, yeah, I don't think the there defense. was enough time. Well, look at the How are they going to play this on, year on when they all wear those goal. metal chastity belts? <laughs> what what is going on there, Leahy? Did the people just sweep that under the rug? Is anyone still talking about that? Like they allowed yeah, one of their players to be raped. There's separate investigations going on, and basically, I think the the NHL the Blackhawks promised they would release the findings, <laughs> yeah, and really I imagine, <laughs> yeah. Well, I listen. They've said they've said it on more than one occasion, so you know people are going to be following up on that, and. Then, I imagine the NHL is going to be following up with that as well, just because it's it's a story you don't obviously you don't want out there for obvious reasons, but um, yeah. there needs to be some accountability, and we'll see. Just like uh, the Washington football team is going to release all those emails, don't you worry, they're going to release them all. <laughs> yeah, and, and they just they just happen to announce they're going to retire Sean Taylor's number four <laughs> days before it happens. Oh, so, a coincidence! Yeah, yeah coincidence. <laughs> you sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, Leahy. So, uh, so coincidence. <laughs> All right, to so, the re-education camp with you, just like Mike Dell. <laughs> yes, we'll share a room. You guys can Yeah. <laughs> we'll get bunk beds in the re-education camp. All right, but the Blackhawks, <laughs> hey, Flurry, uh, you know, nice brown pads, right? I like the pads. Have you see his equipment? Looks nice. Yeah, he always, he always has good pads. Remember, he, the, he was the first one, like the bright yellow ones, and then he decided yeah. to change them to black. Casey DeSmith is wearing the bright yellow this year. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's nice. But, yeah, uh, Chicago, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's whole, uh, sheesh, fuck them. Sorry, Tuffy. The big question, but, uh, can Jonathan Taves' incredible leadership skills take them back to the Stanley <laughs> Cup? <laughs> <laughs> can the intangible um, Jonathan Taves carry them to a Stanley Cup? Easy answer. That's a no, that's a no because they play in the, the toughest division in the league. Um, between Colorado, yeah, St. Louis, this division is Winnipeg, loaded. I'm looking at it. Holy hell! Minnesota, yeah. Dallas. I mean, I you could say six of those eight teams. That, you know, taking out Nashville and Arizona, any six of those teams could be in the playoffs. Even the Blackhawks, because because I mean, they could just lose in the first round. But they had a, 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 a summer where they improved, so the pressure's on to win. Bringing Flurry was huge. Seth Jones is Seth Jones. He's he's okay. He's not a $9.5 million goal, uh, defender, but he, he's okay. But I think, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson is, is a, was a huge pickup for them. Um, Kirby Doc getting him back healthy will be solid. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of Jonathan Tays we get this year. Hopefully it's, it's the, you know, the one that we know uh, after missing last year. Then he's put up, you know, DeBrincat and, and Kubelik. And Dylan Strom's going to be on his way out because there's no room for him uh, in, in the lineup anymore. So he'll be traded sooner rather than later. But, you know, it's a, it's a decent forward group. It's just, like I said, it's, it's a, a, an incredibly tough division. So uh, it, they're going to be needing to pick up those points from, you know, out of those, those outer division games, picking up points because they're going to be hard to come by playing against the central division teams. Yeah, you already mentioned Coyotes and Predators will probably be near the bottom. Um, the Coyotes, uh, they're bringing back the uh, black Kachina jerseys, right? Can I see Phil Kessel wearing the, the white year. ones? Absolutely. Or, uh, something. The white ones. Yeah, well, they already have the black ones. So. Yeah, they're bringing back the white ones. But, and uh, they're going to be treating something. Phil Kessel soon, too. Ooh, uh, where do you think he's going to go? Pittsburgh? Send them back to Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, he makes – I mean, he, he's yeah, the thing. He, he's a, everyone's keeping he portions of his contract. contract. Yeah, so he could come well, back he, here for like 20 bucks. 
this is the so, thing. He he has a six and six point eight million dollar cap hit, right? But his salary, his base salary, is is only one million dollars for this year. Yeah. So it's not like you got to pay him a lot. He already has a, his signing bonus was already paid over the summer. So you're just taking on really the cap hit and a cheap, you know, cheap salary for the rest of the year. So um, it's just a matter of who can fit nearly seven million dollars from the cap if they want a guy who's going to give you, you know, twenty five goals pretty automatically, like he has been doing for the last fifteen years. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see where he goes. Because they're um, they're still they're in full they're in full rebuild they're in, they're they're in what a lot of teams should be doing right in this league like teams like Nashville they are in full on rebuild and they're not afraid to say it, which you know which is good they're picking up you know but this this draft this year they have they could potentially have up to seven picks in the first two rounds just because of the different yeah. trades they've gone as far as taking on contracts and and getting sweeteners from other teams so. Uh, as long as they could do something with those picks, of course, and, and develop their yeah, young kids, you know, maybe they're three, four years away from being back to like a playoff type team. I'm three or four years away from being back to prominence as well. I'm just uh, pacing myself. <laughs> You've been saying that for 15 years, though. <laughs> yes. All right, the you're, you're like the you're like the dip you're like the dipping dots of uh, fake radio. You know, the, 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 the ice cream of the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that comparison. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I'm going to go on your Twitter bio. The mall. Yeah. All right. So the the Blues uh, Tarasenko. Does he want to play there now? Is he? Is that all smoothed over? Or? I I mean I guess um, I'm sure it's, it's with his shoulder situation over the summer coming off another surgery. I think it was the third surgery on the same shoulder. I'm sure teams were kind of suspect of that. So maybe it's a, a case where they want to see him play a little bit and be healthy uh, before me re-engaging Doug Armstrong to try and you know, bring him on. Cause he only has you know, this year, or next season left on, on his contract before he's a UFA and you know, the money, the cap, the base salary is high this year, but next year drops down to five and a half million. So it's a little more palatable then. Um, so it's just a matter of what teams can afford to take that on this year. But he, he, when he's healthy, as we know, he, he's a pretty consistent goal scorer. It's just yeah. the fact that if that shoulder keeps bugging him, that's a, it's a yes. pretty big hindrance if you're trying to sh- you know shoot and shoot a hockey puck. Yes, goal scoring wingers with bad shoulders, not a good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, next, uh, Minnesota Wild, a, a good solid team, but uh, not really a threat, I don't think, uh, to anything. No, but they're like a team that's kind of they're more top end on up front. You know, they they need really to fill out that bottom six. Um, and add some depth. The blue line's always been solid. The goaltending's pretty decent. You know, Cam Talbot had a good year last year, and maybe hopefully Capo Kakinen will, will get some more time this year. So, but I think they're I think they're an easy team to pencil in as far as one of the top four in the Central, as far as one of the playoff spots. Uh, Dallas, that's a solid team there. Uh, although Braden Holtby is now their goaltender, apparently. Um, so well, they got him and Kadobin and and Jake Ettinger. So I think it, as long as Kadobin and Ettinger can take most of the starts, and you keep Reed and Holpe away from your net, um, I think that's a good thing at this point in his career. But did you see that save he made yesterday? On uh, was that the Ryan Strom, the Rangers? Good lord! Oh, look, everyone has a good day. Yeah. I mean, remember Carl Carl Tuffy Rose hit three home runs in opening day. Whatever happened to him? Yeah. I. That's not this Tuffy. That's a different Tuffy. It's not our radio show, Tuffy. Completely different Tuffy. Yeah. But, yeah, he's uh, much more right. tanner than he's much more tan than this Tuffy. Much more. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't smoke as many darts. He's less too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So the top 
I think the top two teams in this division, of course, would be the Jets, I would say, and then number one, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. This is the Avalanche's year, right? This is It has to be. This is their year. Yeah. I mean, this is another year where it's feeling, it's feeling copper bust, right, for, for yeah. them. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, talking about changes for teams that could be contenders, you know, if, if they fall short, like, say, they don't get out of the second round, what does that mean for Jared Bednar? Uh, is is he done? Because you, you you can't really. I mean, there's there's some guys that are UFA this summer, like this coming summer, like Burkowski and Kadri, who maybe you can walk to just to let them walk to to change things up, as well as the goaltender Darcy Camper, who they got from uh, Arizona. But everything else, you know, you got a lot of guys with some heavy cap hits that are going to be hard to move. So you can't really rip up the roster, nor nor really should you rip up this roster. Yeah, there's so many high really. end talents. Yeah. It's just kind of filling in, you know, filling in the pieces around. The Rantamans and Lannisgas and McKinnons and McCars uh, to kind of fill in that you know that, that complete picture of, of a cup contender. But yeah, they, if everything that they need, maybe you want to bulk up the bottom six, maybe strengthen at the at the deadline, and then maybe the blue line as well, depending on how Byram does in, in his first year and how uh, Jack Johnson does after a glorious opening night. Um, but there's really, I think the big question mark for them is goaltending. Like it, it, it's it's Kemper. How does he respond after you know the last couple of years in Arizona to being on now going from a team looking at the draft lottery every year to a team who's expected to win the cup? Um, and then you know, their their backup is, is Pavel Franku, who missed all of last year with injury, but the two seasons ago was was pretty promising, split in time with Grubauer, and now he got hurt in I think the last second or last preseason game, and he's out a couple of weeks with an ankle injury. So um, that's the biggest question mark for them, and, and the thing that could hold them back if it does. Yeah, I mean, I picked them last year, and they probably could have won it the year before that even. Remember that collapse against Dallas? Uh, yep. Again, that, mm-hmm. that was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, if they don't do it this year, that's uh, going to be dicey. But uh, I think this is the year. They're just too good. It has to happen eventually. So, it has I mean, to. Joe, Joe, Joe Sackey has to lift the cup Yeah, again. my boy knows what he's doing. But you know what? One thing that bothers me about Colorado, they got blue numbers now on their sweaters. What is going on? I there? noticed that. I they then I think it was last year or two years ago they changed their pants and before that they changed yeah. their helmet color. I don't like yeah, it. You started I, wearing the blue pants yeah. last year and that was terrible. And now they got the the blue numbers on the white sweater. It does not look good. It's it's hard sometimes it's hard to see too. Even from T V because you know, you're trying to make it out quick and you're so used to the white numbers of you know, the lighter colored numbers on jerseys and I don't know, it's gonna take some time. All right, so we go from the best division to the worst division, the uh, Pacific. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, this is dreadful looking at these teams. Holy hell, these are some bad teams. All right, uh, so clearly uh, the best team here, the uh, Golden Knights, still. Yep. Even without Flurry. Uh, wait, what so was that? Wieners showed. Yeah, by default. I mean, like you said, they're still oh, yeah, forward yeah. to the rest of the division. Um, yeah, I mean, Laner's been solid. Obviously, we'll see. How, how Brosson, 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 I think is the name, whatever, as the backup yeah. because you're not, you know, goalies aren't playing 70 games anymore this year, you know, these days. So Lehner will probably do like, you know, the typical 55, 60, uh, and how much will he have left for, for potentially a, a deep postseason run? But yeah, they're they're sort of like uh, Colorado. I mean, they're stacked up front, strong blue line, good goaltending. Um, it's just a matter, and and they've been this way since year one. You know, year one obviously was not just a fluke. Um, they've been contenders every year since then. It's just a matter of kind of getting over that hump, and 
and you know scoring when it counts because the last couple the last two years in the, in the postseason their goal their their offense has pretty much dried up in in the you know the worst the worst times for them um, and the penalty kill was also pretty dicey for them as well last year so that you know those are two obviously huge things that you need to come postseason. And I guess two would be the Oilers just because of McDavid he'd probably get them up. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're fine. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Ed Zach Hyman, who I think that'll be he'll be a, he's a good addition for the first couple of years. I think that contract in say three, four, five years is not going to look as as well. Um, the big comeback I think is Jesse Pugliarvi, who had a rough start to his career after getting drafted there. Spent some time in Finland last year, and now is back and just seems a little more mature, a little more well-rounded in his game, and someone who's probably going to live up to the draft type, which is why he went. I think he went third or fourth overall. Um, that year, um, the blue line is is a question mark. I mean, Nurse is fine. Duncan Keith, how much does he have left at, at age 38? Um, Tyson Barry is, is solid, especially if you're looking for a, a power play uh, contributor. And then the goaltending, it's can you get another good year out of Mike Smith at age 39? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, think and Nico so is is just is just fine. So it's just going to be how much can McDavid and Drysdale carry this team yet again. And it won't be far because they're just pissed away another year of McDavid's prime. Um, <laughs> no chance of winning a Stanley Cup. No chance. Yes. All right. Uh, the third team on the Pacific, probably Vancouver, just because everyone else is slightly worse than Vancouver. So uh, I got the Canucks. Yeah, they had that season from hell last year, right? They were off the ice for a month because of that massive COVID outbreak. Um, and I think this was March or so, and but. They locked up Pedersen. They locked up Quinn Hughes, uh, J.T. Miller, Bo Horvat, or solid. You know, adding Connor Garland, I think was it was a was a good deal for them. I mean, they did to take on Ekman Larson's contract, which you know, he's kind of on the downward side of things and has a lot more years. Left, he's got but, new life though. He's got new life. He's feeling better. Like he's at, you know. He's yeah, but every year we always hear this player's in the, this, we always hear this yeah. player's in the best shape of his life. So it's it's they're all things we hear every single year. Um, the goaltending, you know, Thatcher Demko has kind of has showed the last couple of years, especially when they were in the bubble two years ago, you know, he's, he's ready to be the number one. And, you know, Yaroslav Alak is, you know, he's was a solid number, you know, two in Boston behind Rast the couple, last couple of years, but he just disappeared in the second half of last season, like literally disappeared. I think he had COVID and then he lost his job, number two job to Swayman. Um, and then Hellack was like never heard from him again. He didn't play a game, um, but now he pops up in, in Vancouver. So I think he can be a, a good, solid veteran backup to a guy like Demko. Um, it's just a it's just a matter of if that that blue line is strong enough beyond Quinn Hughes because right now on paper uh, it does not. Well, only three teams are getting in the playoffs out of this division because they have to take three. So uh, a three will be going. So uh, challenging for Vancouver there. Uh, I want to be shocked if the Kraken challenge them for the third spot. They are one of my my they are one of my playoff picks uh, this division. I had Edmonton, Calgary, Seattle, and Vegas. Those are my four out of the Pacific division. Are oh, you taking four out of the Pacific? I don't I don't know about that. Yeah, because in, in the Central I took Colorado, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. I think Dallas is just going to miss. Yeah, um, I think Dallas is going to miss. Uh, yeah, they're they're a team that's like on 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 the on the on the border there. I think you know, they they're I, I'm just concerned about their health and and their goaltending. 
because Bishop, who knows when he's going to come back, and I don't know if Kadobin can do what he did in the bubble a, a couple years ago. Um, the Kraken, you know, I don't have any gold Vegas expectations for them, but that's a pretty – Solid roster, yeah. And in that good division, I think good yeah, good in that division, they can definitely be a playoff team in that division for sure. I agree. I agree. Cool. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them get in there. Um, how, how do you feel about their jerseys and their their uniforms? Because everyone's uh, loving these things, but I'm not a fan. I don't like the colors. I like them. I, I, I like them I just because like they're different colors. You know, it's not another team with a black jersey. Like, yeah, I, know, that's, that's true. That's good. Ooh, I like the color scheme. You do? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Toffee I don't know about the weird S. Yeah. Toffee? It's like, it's, like, the it's like the S. We used to, you notice the S, though, it looks like a like a sea monster. It has like the, the red eye at the top. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing it now. It lo- looks fine. Looks good. All right. Yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, I guess. I'm not a fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of the name Kraken, either. But, yeah. yeah. That's a strange one. I'm curious to see what happens when they do, when they what they do with a third jersey, where they go with that, and should be flannel. You know they're probably well. You know they're probably going to get an outdoor game, whether they're going to host it or you know be a, the visitors in one. If they'll maybe bust out some sort of version of the Seattle Metropolitan jerseys from you know a century ago when they oh, Seattle first nice. had an NHL team. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. The little you know the uh, what they call you know the the different color rings around the jersey, which look pretty cool. Um, is there anything to say about the Sharks, Flames, Kings, or Ducks? Anything? <laughs> I think the, the Sharks, we can just move on. I think the Ducks, see, the, talking about Eichel before, the Ducks, to me, were incredibly quiet this summer. I don't think they added any anybody in free agency. They just kind of re-signed guys. Um, but they, they're a team who has the picks, has certainly has the prospects um, to potentially add a Jack Eichel, um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the move for them right now where they are. Cause they have a lot of good young kids coming through. Trevor Zegers will be a call to really, yes. He has some of the best hands I've seen in many a yeah. long time. Amazing He's shot. Great. You know, Troy Terry, Max Jones, uh, Mason McTavish. We'll see if he sticks beyond these nine Drysdale. games. He scored the other night. Drysdale on the blue line. And obviously, John Gibson. These are things that John Gibson, though. John Drysdale, yeah. Um, John Gibson, although the thing about John Gibson, he's going to be he's in his late 20s. So yeah. I don't know how much longer he wants to put up being on a rebuilding team. That's uh, why. So I'm curious Janey's to see end up in there. Pittsburgh. He'll end up in Pittsburgh by the end of the year. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Calling it. Well, he he's he, the Penguins have to ship out some bodies because he's got to have a for the next like six, seven years. Jari and uh, Gens will go the other way. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I feel like That's most people one. have come up in conversations tonight. You're like, oh, they're going to be on the Penguins. Trade the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Gibson. I've been wanting Gibson in Pittsburgh for like six years. It's like too you good of a want, fit. Get him over here. You just want all the Pittsburgh guys. You want Vince Trocheck as well. I'll bring them all back. But Gibson is really good, and uh, it's a shame he's stuck in Anaheim, you know, because he's really, really good. All right. Although I, I thought he got hurt last night, right? Yeah, in the game one, he won, but he got hurt. So, lower yeah, body injury. But, 
and those are never really good for goaltenders. You kind of need your lower body. Yeah, but uh, the I other really one was don't. The, the Kings. The other one was the Kings. I think they're they're going to be a team that's going to kind of flirt with this playoff spot. Um, there are the, the way they're kind of doing their rebuild, retooling, whatever you want to call it. They're a little bit ahead of the Ducks just because they have the they still have some more veteran guys who are still productive, like the Colpatars, Dustin Brown. You know, they added Philip Deneau and uh, Victor Arvidsson over the summer. But this kid, uh, Quentin Byfield, who unfortunately fractured his ankle last week and will be out for like the first month or so. He's going to be a stud. They still have Dowdy, who's not, you know, he's only 31. Um, and forget about quick, but Cal Pearson has showed last year that he, he can be a pretty solid number one. So I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think they're, they're going to flirt with, you know, one of those wild card spots out there in the West. All right. So let's uh, recap here. Five teams that could possibly win this Stanley Cup. Uh, your Golden Knights could possibly do it. Uh, your Colorado Avalanche could possibly do it. Um, could the Jets do it? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, I think if, I mean, Connor Hellebuck is definitely a guy who can be that goalie come playoff time that just you, you can't beat and can take you to the cup final for sure. Tampa Bay could do it. Uh, the Islanders, maybe. I don't know. I still don't think they're good enough to win a cup, but they're good enough to get to the conference finals. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, theoretically, if everything goes perfect, the Penguins could. But yeah, there's just too many. No. Well, if Malkin comes back as a prime <laughs> Malkin and Crosby's healthy, yeah, they could theoretically do it. But yeah, just not. Yeah, I mean, if it's 2011, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Malkin? I mean, done theoretically, it? if they're it's like angels in the outfield and a bunch of angels help them, <laughs> yes, and they could it win. Could happen. <laughs> could happen. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think Malkin's done? I think he just might be done. No, I don't think so. I think, I think it's. I, I'm curious if you know. I, I think, I'm curious to see what his next deal is, his next contract, because he he's been obviously banged up throughout his career, banged up now, um, and that's a guy who, you know, when healthy, like you said, he can be a really really good player. Um, but you go short term so you don't so that contract doesn't turn some sort of albatross if he keeps getting hurt or he you know diminishes offensively over the next couple of years. Um he's, he's what, thirty six now? He's gonna be thirty six, right? Yeah, he's he's like about to be mid thirties, like thirty Sid's thirty four, so Malcolm's like yeah, Malcolm's like a few years older, so he's thirty five. But yeah, so I mean, that's the thing. You sign him another contract. When it ends, how old is he going to be? Um, hopefully, not too late into his thirties, if that's the case. Yeah. So I, I'm picking Colorado over. I don't know somebody. Who cares? Uh, what do you think? What do you think, lady? <laughs> I, I think the same. I picked. I went uh, chalk. Colorado over the Lightning. Yeah, I just can't see the Lightning getting back. But, you know, they're a really good team, but uh, I'll be wrong. Well, who would and you Malcolm see is 35. Who, who would you see in the East taking them out? Uh, I think Florida beats them in a playoff matchup if they get in the, in the playoffs together, if they match up. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I guess, yeah, they play, I mean, Florida played them really tough uh, in the first yeah. round last year, too. So. Yep, so I think this year they beat them. But, um, so, uh, hey, hey, what if uh, Colorado and Florida rematch the 96 final? Except no rats. No Yui Krupp to end the series. Yeah. 
So that'll be something. All right, Leahy. Well, there you go. We previewed the NHL season. We did it. Proud of yourself. Yeah. I am. Thirty-two fucking teams. Good lord. It's a lot of teams. I think that's it for a while. (laughs) I I think uh, if if we have any new, you know, quote new teams, it's going to be you know the Coyotes moving somewhere. Oh, you think? No expansion. Yeah, I don't don't think they're. I don't think. I think they're done with expansion for a very long time. It's, it's just going to be the fact of you know relocating teams that if that Wait, happens. Wait, please tell me Quebec. They're going to Quebec. No. Great. The the dollar up there is weak. <laughs> like Ukraine, the dollar is weak. So I think <laughs> I think if any team like you know uh, if Arizona a team like that's going to relocate, I think Houston is going to be the the next spot Houston. if that ever happens. They have a building. <laughs> Uh, the what, I don't know if it was one of the Fertitta brothers or both of them expressed interest in bringing the NHL to, I guess it's the arena where the Rockets play. I think that's the one that they were talking about. So, I mean, it, it, that's what you need, right? You need ownership in- interest. You need a building. You need, obviously, corporate sponsors and things like that. And, obviously, Houston has a long hockey history. Gordy Howe played there. Um, yeah. So, it's just well, a yeah, matter of – the uh, I'd be pretty good at Houston Arrows again. But, uh, I don't know. Cool. Well, you know what they should call them? The Houston Kraken. Oh, wait, no, that was taken. Meet me at the crack house. <laughs> All right, Leahy, well, before we let you get out of here, uh, we always got to catch up on what you're watching on the Netflix. Are you watching Squid Game? Yeah. Or whatever that is. You, you know what? I, haven't, I, I have not yet. I hear everyone talking about it. I was actually going to yeah. start it maybe this weekend. I'm actually, once I get off here, I'm going to watch the new Halloween movie. Oh, hey, there we go. Kevin yeah. Jenk, now let me ask you, Kevin Jenk, did you watch this yet? Not yet, no. I'm waiting. Okay, okay. well, my question is not really related to the movie, but in the Michael Myers universe, is this like, where in the storyline is this story? Do you know? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, how um, many times are they going to try and kill this guy? <laughs> well, there's several different timelines going on at this point. <laughs> so, basically, there was the first, this one counts only the first Halloween then it skips everything else, and then there was the one that came out a couple of years ago that they confusingly also called Halloween, even though it was yeah. a sequel to the first Halloween. <laughs> so this it's just worse those than, two. Those are the only two that count. <laughs> this is worse than DC yeah, Comics continuity. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah, we is. Don't count, we don't count the Rob Zombie ones. No. <laughs> Fuck no. no. Definitely not. The second Rob Zombie one was the worst. That one is just unwatchable. Yeah, Leahy, I didn't know you were so into Halloween. I had no idea. Yeah, he, Michael, I, Michael Myers of all like those '80s slasher guys. That the Halloween movies are my favorite, except for obviously um, was it the second or third one that had the um, the pumpkin mask where the kids melted oh, the and the came on. <laughs> Dude, that, yeah, honestly, the, that the, might the be my thing. number three of the whole series. Like, I love that one so much. <laughs> oh, could not stand it. I could not stand it. Where they sing that dopey song? It's so weird. Song yeah. yeah. Yeah, the song is great. It'll right. get stuck in your head forever. <laughs> uh, One of the darkest well, endings you'll ever see in a movie. Huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Leahy, what else have you been watching? Anything else you we should know? Oh, a lot of I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, which is <laughs> fantastic. Oh, I thought you were just saying that to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think you should <laughs> It's like a, it's, it's, like a it's like a skit show. A skit show. Tim Robinson used to be on used to be on Saturday Night Live and um, don't never heard. You should it. watch it. 
And you know, you probably won't like it because like it's it's kind of popular, and I know you don't like things that are popular. That <laughs> What's it on? Like. <laughs> it's on Netflix. What channel? Oh, I don't get the Netflix. What channel? Oh, that's why. Um, what else we got? <laughs> um, I'm scrolling through my my recent activity list here. Um, Skip over the porn. We don't want to hear about. Did that. you Did you watch oh, that? I don't um, want to hear about oh, that. Oh, you probably didn't watch it. There was that um, that documentary on the Danbury Trashers that was on Netflix. Oh, I did not see it, but I, I heard about it, though. I heard Mike uh, Rupp talking about it. Um, yeah, Mike Rupp was on that team. for Because <laughs> one of the years, they, I think they were in business for two years. I think the second year was during the 05-06 lockout, so that's why Rupp was playing there. Yeah, basically, uh, for Jank uh, and Tuffy, uh, and for those who don't know about this, there is a uh, uh, minor league hockey team, basically owned by like the was it the just the mob, right? The mafia or around the team. It was a guy who he was a businessman who had mob yeah. connections. Like he, he, it, was, it was clear he was somewhere in the mob because he owned like a couple waste management companies. So once you're in the garbage business, you know you're in the mob. And uh, Rupp was saying like he only played like certain games, like whenever they would have like a couple games in a row or something, he'd go and they'd send like a limo to get him and drive him to the games and stuff. Yeah, it was basically the the the, kid, the guy's son played hockey when he was like a teenager, and then he like broke his leg or his ankle, so he couldn't really play hockey again. And so he bought this team to and had his son run it, who was seventeen, eighteen at the time, to I guess make him feel better because he couldn't yeah. play hockey anymore. And it was it was it was crazy. It was you know the, the, there was fights every game, <laughs> just about yeah, they, you know, the, yeah, that's the, the other crowds thing. were rowdy. It's like, like a real life slap shot. They just brought in all these goons. And just beat the hell out of other teams. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to see it. Was it good? Was it a good documentary? Yeah, it was. It, it was entertaining. I mean, there was a um, a Sports Illustrated article about it, which I'm sure inspired it maybe like four or five years ago, which is a little bit more in detail, um, and how the father ends up going to jail because you know he's embezzling money and things like that from in other in other areas of the business. He was it wasn't affecting the league, but other other business. Uh, Ventures he was part of, but yeah, it was it's uh, it's pretty wild. And, you just, and they talked to one of the guys who they talked to was the, the commission in the league during that time. And he's just like every every five minutes, he's like, you know, I told them not to do that, and they cut to <laughs> massive brawl on the ice. Like, yeah. you know, keep up this fighting, I'm gonna find you. And like, they didn't give a shit. They, they didn't not care one one second. I think Rupp said they were driving to the one game. Uh, <clears throat> they're like on the bus or whatever, and they just pulled over. At like a truck stop, and some guy got on the bus. And it was just some, uh, you know, fighter that they just brought in for the one game, and just uh, oh yeah, up. <laughs> they would bring guys. They would bring guys in, you know, from just off the street, especially tough guys. Like there was a couple of guys who, like um, John Morasti was a kind of big money guy. Marasti. Roman, yeah, yeah Ro- Roman and, and Dor. I think he might have been. Let me see. I'm on Hockey DB. He was on like the Thrashers, the Rangers, the Sabers. And you know who was their who you know who their I don't know if he was their first sign, but he was their big early on sign when this when the when the franchise started. The one and only Brent Kretzky. So they had big headlines. <laughs> the big headline that they signed was "We got Gretzky," and obviously it was not Wayne, but they technically weren't wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. Um, All right. Oh, did did oh, you see the Bob Ross documentary? I did not. I didn't even know there was a Bob Ross documentary. Oh, I've heard good things. It's, it's depressing. Like I didn't know the story. Yeah, it was his. It, it, it was his. Um, 
who who did he sign the, the contract with, Jank? I can't. What family member was his uh, other brother? I didn't watch it, but I I know. Yeah, I'm not sure how the story goes, but I know people screwed him out of money basically his whole life. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was it was this couple who he befriended because I think the the wife was like another artist, um, and she became like his manager somewhat, and then he ended up like signing over like the the the, the rights to his likenesses, so like they would sell yeah. like Bob Ross paints and all this and and. And uh, you know, Halloween and things like and that. Stuff. Yeah, like oh, like everything, you know, like like they, he and he didn't want that. Like he just wanted everything to focus on the painting and and the TV show. Um, and basically, like they screwed him out of a ton of money. And so, like his son or one of his sons is on the documentary, kind of ta- detailing it all. And it, it's just really, really depressing. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. he was still painting happy little trees, even though he was sad. Yeah, they were <laughs> doing all that and. And yeah, it was it, it's it's sad. It's sad because especially if you don't know the story and you just remember him being so popular, and then it's like, oh yeah, he he could have been this multimillionaire except for these this couple that you know built them out of all of it. Whatever happened to that couple? Did they get like arrested or anything? Or? No, they're still they're they're still alive and they're pretty litigious <laughs> litigious. So I, I guess the producer reached out to them during you know during to interview them. And they, you know, they were threatening with lawsuits, and eventually they sent them like this canned statement, you know, or defending their actions and stuff. But anytime anyone tried to like question them on stuff, they would be like, "Oh, that we're gonna sue you," and people would back off. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's sad. I had the Rocky idea. Five defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no idea. Uh, all right. Well, anything else, Leahy? Uh. Dark Side of the Ring, the, the new the new season. Oh, you've been watching been going on right yeah, now. Yeah, I really don't watch those. Um, but, yeah, but uh, you probably heard... know all those stories. I, I yeah, I've heard of yeah. a lot of them. Like I, I I heard of the the plane ride from hell, but I didn't really know the details until I watched the yeah. episode, and I was like, holy cow! Well, they got they got I... some of the details <laughs> wrong, so you know. Well, <laughs> what are you yeah. Do? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I guess Luna Vachon is she the one featured this week? Uh, yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. You know, her son is that guy Van from Hell's Kitchen. Remember Van, that uh, that guy? Uh, you remember Van on Hell's Kitchen, right? The uh, um, ball guy, Southern oh, yeah. accent. He, yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's Luna Vachon's kid. I see the resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is uh, what's Gordon Ramsay doing these days? I haven't seen him in a while. Is he still making TV shows and stuff? Well, yeah, they just had um, they yeah. had like back-to-back Hell's Kitchen seasons. They did like a regular one in the spring, and then towards the end of the summer, they did like a, a Young Guns. I think it was people twenty-two or twenty-three and under. Um, oh. And now they're running one of his many steakhouses around the world. Is he still doing Master Chef? I haven't seen commercials for that, so maybe it's like a winter show. Yeah, maybe I wish you'd bring back Kitchen point. Nightmares just to go into those disaster places and see the people, you know, <laughs> microwaving their, you know, filet mignons, trying to pass it off as like, you know, elegantly cooked. But uh, maybe I'll catch up on some Hell's Kitchen if I need something to watch. That'll be something. Um, but otherwise, uh, anything else you'd like to tell the kids, Leahy? That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, you well you did a banner work here this evening. 
talking about all 32 teams. You were just saying names I'd never heard of, and I, was, I just went with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I could be I, making I, all I, of this up, and none of us would be yeah. able to call you. Out. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no Who idea. Who says I'm not? Who says yeah. I'm not making it up? <laughs> I, I used to run a hockey website, but I have no idea what's going on. Hey, you watch it, Islander you watch signed this guy named Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> He's very good. <laughs> are, are you watching the baseball, Leahy? Because I heard tell there's controversy last night with the Dodgers and the Giants. Oh, I stopped watching baseball after the Yankees blew that wild card game to the Red Sox. Okay. Even though I had right. you know low expectations for them anyway, because they had just a they're just a, a bad team. Um, <laughs> just, I just could not deal with watching the Red Sox uh, win, and now they got to play the Astros, which even which is even worse. Oh yeah, your lady's the Mets fan, right? Doesn't she like? The yeah, Mets? yeah, yeah. Because the controversy surrounded Wilmer Flores check swinging, and he's a former Met. Oh, to end the game? Is yeah. That the one to end the game? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, whatever. They should they shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with, right? Yeah, and he's like zero and seventeen lifetime against Max Scherzer, so I don't think it was going to end well for him either way. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. Think he was really gonna... I mean, <laughs> if you need a hit. And you're in the you know the top of the ninth, whatever it was. You certainly want a guy who's 0 for 17 against the pitcher facing him. Yes. You don't want to definitely, definitely don't want to pinch hit for him. <laughs> nope, because it's got to end eventually. You know, like yeah. we'll eventually have a good <laughs> show. You know, after like 15 years, we'll eventually get to a good show. We just keep going. Well, you get, are you gonna have the Ed on tonight? You're gonna have a, 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 a remembrance no. of Little Coco. Uh yeah, the Ed uh, sadly Coco. Uh, he, I think the Ed's preparing for his wedding though. He's getting married this weekend. How many times is this? Well, well, well he's still married <laughs> to the same lady, but they're having like the official like ceremony because like they didn't have a bigger ceremony because of COVID, so they're having like the actual wedding. No. Were you invited? Yeah. Uh, no, I was not. Yeah, we. I was not. Did you send? <laughs> did you send a gift? Did you send a check? Did you send a toaster? No, that is true. I didn't send them anything either. So that, yeah, I guess that's maybe why I didn't get an invite. <laughs> He could do the wedding yeah, on the I, show. It'd be like when they used to do it on WWF. Yeah, that would be good. But but yeah, <laughs> when I, I called the Ed this week when I heard about Coco, you know, to give my condolences, and we talked on the phone for a while. But yeah, he never even brought up, "Hey, you want to come out to the wedding?" Never even mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, he probably knows you wouldn't, so I guess he's yeah, a, a stamp. Yeah. yeah. But he could have got a gift out of it. If you just invite me, I'll, I'll feel obligated to send you a gift. Of course, what it would have been like what a box so, yeah. yeah, good being a, you know, a fresh, fresh pair of khakis. Let me, let me see if Tuffy's still with us. Tuffy, uh, do you still have that good bean at your house? No, I did throw that in the garbage at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but Leahy, I remember you liked the good bean, right? Good choice. I, I yeah, good bean. you sent me, like, I think it was like a, the plain flavor, and I, I think I mentioned on the show, like, it was good, it's just very dry. Yeah, it is very dry. So oh, dry. It, if they could solve that problem, it'd be great. <laughs> like, like the Sahara Desert. Yeah, it's very dry. Yeah, it's like you marched in the desert for a week and then ate some saltines. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. That's what I'm looking for in a snack. That's a, that's a very good idea. You should pitch that to the company. <laughs> that, that, could, that could be their new marketing slogan. <laughs> Anyway, and taste-wise, uh, you might as well be eating the sand in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the good. box, I think. It's very good, though. 
Um, <laughs> we have a right. theme going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leahy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you are our hockey expert. You are puck daddy to us. You always That's what the paychecks daddy. say. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll tell Larry, you said, hi, you know, if I talk to Larry, I'll say, you said I, hi. I, I actually, over the summer, I texted him, like, I checking in on him. I was like, Hey, are you okay? Like, you're all right, buddy. Yeah. And he sounded in good spirits, but yeah. Uh, you know, I've never been him, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> it's great. But hopefully um, he comes back, he comes to his senses and then comes back and, <laughs> I hope he comes back, but I don't think he's ever come back. What if he got blue but, pants uh, on too. as a guest? Oh, yeah, I should book blue pants. <laughs> <laughs> I could get a cameo from blue pants for only $25, I think. Maybe I could get her to say, like, hey, Larry, Ooh. please come back to the show. How about that? Maybe <laughs> that could work for sure. Yeah. All right. Maybe that'll be the plan. I'll try and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. See if this works. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Leahy, any uh, any movie recommendations? Any shitty movies that you like that you'd like to hear us discuss? Uh, any um, terrible movies? Any shitty movies? I feel like you guys have talked about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, we did. Yes. We yeah. Did. Okay. What about Leprechaun? We have not. We have not <laughs> done a Leprechaun yet. I think I, all I think those like, are on okay. Peacock this month too. And I think like Leprechaun Three has Hornswoggle. From the WWE, yeah. Well, remember Hornswoggle? <laughs> mm, probably. Yeah. Or um, did you ever see? Uh, is it Charlie Sheen? Um, called the Race. I have not. I don't, hmm. I've never heard. Nope. Of that. Let me. See. I'm on the IMDb. I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, Charlie Sheen is in it, and he is really the only. Oh, Randy Quaid. Uh, <laughs> Randy Quaid. Clint Howard. <laughs> Clint Howard is a rughead. Yeah, that does sound it's pretty. A, uh, <laughs> sounds like a in, winner. In a, in a small town in Arizona, a mysterious man slash spirit descends from the sky and manifests in a sports car and targets a local violent road racing gang of motorheads headed by a ruthless bully who will do anything he, to get what he wants. Sounds right up your alley. That does sound pretty good. <laughs> All right, we'll make a note. Yeah. All right. Add it to the list. <laughs> I like it. All right, Sean Lane. Well, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, give our best right, to Drinky McGee and the lady. And uh, you know. I will. Enjoy your shitty movie. <laughs> we will try. We will try. See yeah. you, boys. Do our best. All right. Thanks, buddy. I already failed. Bye, Sean Lane. Thanks. Himself. There he goes. How about that? 32 teams. Talked about 32 fucking teams. <laughs> yeah. Covered them all. But, uh, <laughs> toughy. Now we don't have to for the next year. Yeah, we, we, we're a hockey show. We talk hockey twice a year. Once at the beginning <laughs> of the season, once at the playoffs, I think we talk. Yeah, if done. you want hockey content, follow Mike Bell on Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Well, if you want to see retweet it. Yeah. Well, well, there's no Oscar tweets anymore because you know she's taking a break. It seems so. I got to uh, tweet on yeah. that one. Well, she's got to be tweeting uh, out like, "Oh, she's eating some." <laughs> Here's my lunch, and you don't re- retweet no, she's, that. She's like uh, taking a break even from making the little videos. She's like, uh, "Wow, so, yeah." 
Yeah, she must have seen Mike Dell in the yard and thought, I need to hide. <laughs> I go underground. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, Heard about Tom, what Tom happened to that cutout and thought, I want no part of that. <laughs> I'm looking at the cutout right now. There she is. Right there. <laughs> Hi, Oscar. Hi, Oscar. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, damage, are you ready? Talking some damage. <laughs> Yeah, damage. All right, this greatest title movie of all time. Yeah, there's a lot of movies called Damage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very popular name. Yeah, they could have come up with a better title. This title, uh, I don't know. Not so. They could have. Yeah, they tried to shoehorn it in at the end why it was called Damage. And yeah, it did not work. <laughs> no, it didn't work at all. No. Uh, no? This is a two two thousand and nine film. It was straight to video. But uh, it did receive a theatrical cinema release in the United States on January 28th, 2010. So if you were lucky <laughs> enough only? to be in a theater on <laughs> January 28th, 2010, you may have been able to see this. But uh, yeah. no, no word. <laughs> I was not. No word on how much money this made in the theater. But uh, the budget for this film was $10 million in 2009. That seems pretty pricey for a direct-to-video movie, no? In 2009? Yeah. I mean, Walton Goggins probably got most of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, the the cast here is Stone Cold Steve Austin. He plays John Brickner, an ex-con who killed a man, and now he's out. He's out in the world trying to put his life back together, but uh, some crazy stuff happens. Then we go Walton yeah. Goggins. He plays Reno. Now, Jake, tell the kids who Walton Goggins is. Oh, Walton Goggins is one of my favorite actors. Um, he's great in everything, but mostly I'll always know him from The Shield. Uh, he was Shane Vendrell on The Shield. Uh, he was also on Justified for a long time. He was in Sons of Anarchy. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> uh, what was that Tarantino movie uh, he was in? I have no idea. Uh, Hateful Eight. Uh, okay, I never saw it. Um, yeah, but, uh, he's great. I- I was in that TV show with the Eastbound and Down guy. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Vice Principals? Was that what that was? Vice yeah, Principals? that's the one. Yeah. Now that he's on like a okay. shitty CBS sitcom. <laughs> oh, that's right. The Unicorn, right? Isn't it called the yeah. Unicorn? <laughs> and then uh, he was on the Righteous Gemstones also with uh, Danny McBride. I, I have no idea what that is. What's the Righteous Gemstones? Uh... It had uh, John Goodman, Danny McBride, and they were like a televangelist family. It was on HBO. Is this like more recent? Hmm. Uh, 2019, fall of 2019. All right. Wow. I missed that entirely. <laughs> Never even heard of it. Good show. But I, I, liked, I liked him on Justify, though. He was good on Justify. That was a good show. Hell yeah. Boyd Crowder. Uh, and the old Justified. All right. And now the uh, the third star here, uh, this lady plays Frankie, Laura Vandervoort. Am I saying that properly? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. All right, uh, it's, it's a strange looking name for sure, but yeah, nice looking lady. Yeah, there's two O's at the end. There's two O's. It's like v- yeah. Vandervoort. <laughs> Vandervoort. Yeah, it's like a Dutch Vandervoort. name. Yeah, what is that Dutch? <laughs> but uh, here here's the thing. I had no idea this woman existed, but she is very good looking. Uh, yeah. yeah, she played uh, Supergirl on Smallville for the last couple of seasons of that show, and 
I don't know whether I like her better blonde or with the brunette hair. They're both good. I think I like her with the dark hair. But uh, yeah. she has dark hair here. But uh, I got to tell you, even when this movie is really bad, I could always look at her and be happy. She is very good looking. <laughs> yep. so. Yeah, that was mostly really bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if nothing else, we at least learned about Laura Vandervoort. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess she's still on stuff. Uh, she's still doing things. I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, I think I mentioned last week, she was in that remake of Rabid that came out like two years ago. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah there's a, there's like a horrific girl. scene where she gets in like a motorcycle accident and like most of her face is missing. Well, that's not, <laughs> not as attractive. <laughs> she has a good looking face. Because uh, I'll say this, yeah. the next time we give out awards, she will be in the running for Best Lady, I think. Laura Vanderbilt. Hell yeah. She'll be uh, considered for a nominee. Uh, also, yeah, not uh, that other... nude scene because there was none of that in this movie yeah, no, <laughs> to be had. No nudity at all, sadly. Um, one other person I recognized in this uh, movie, uh, he played the Deacon. His name Deacon Donnelly Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Now, did you guys, uh, Jank? It sounds like you know who he is. Uh, do you know Donnelly? Oh no, I was thinking of somebody else. <laughs> oh, okay. Columbo or something? No. No, he wasn't on a Columbo, but he was the father of uh, the Seagal twins on Double Trouble. My, my beloved Seagal twins. <laughs> Kate and Allie, that I, I <laughs> nice. saw for when I was a kid. He played their dad. So, yeah, that's how I know. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Donnelly Rhodes. But I swear, I like, I recognized him, but I never knew his name was Donnelly Rhodes. And if you gave me a list of, like, a, you know, ten names, I never would have picked that out. That, that was his name. So, yeah. Donnelly you couldn't see past the Seagal twins. You're like, I don't know, yeah. some guy. Exactly. Who gives a fuck. <laughs> Big fan of them Seagal twins. All right, so those are all the big stars <laughs> of this film. Uh, the director is a what fellow about William named... B. Davis. Who the, the hell is William B. Davis? <laughs> yeah, from the X Files. Yeah. Oh, oh, Velt. Yeah, William B. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the cigarette. All right, I didn't know that was him. I had no idea that. Was yeah, that was him. Okay. <laughs> is there anyone else I didn't recognize that we should mention? Or... I don't think. Uh. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Well, the director was a fella named uh, shoot, uh, Jeff F. King. That's weird that his name is Jeff, and then he has F as a middle initial. So you got three Fs in a row there, Jeff F. King. <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. Uh, but this yeah. guy, he's gone on to he's gone on to be like a producer and stuff. And um, oh shoot, now I'm blanking on whatever the fuck he did. But he, he's on uh, oh White Collar, that TV show White Collar. And then uh, he's on one of them CSIs. He wrote some of those and uh, directed those and produced. And then he, he's on some other show right now as a producer, director, and uh, fuck. I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> you think I would remember this? Son of a like, bitch. I read it like two hours ago, and now i got to click a goddamn link. Well, I mean, it is Jeff F. King, so it's not like yeah. it's on the top of your mind at all times. Jeff <laughs> F. King. Um, <laughs> Let me see what else he did. It takes IMDb like 30 minutes to load up. All right. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> He's an executive producer on The Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. And also Blindspot. Hey, that, that girl from Blindspot's uh, very good looking. And that's that Jamie Alexander. Sif. Oh, Sif. Yeah. Lady Sif. More she all the tattoos. Is that yep. it? Yep. Yeah, she's something. 
All right, so that's the director yeah. here. And the writer is a fellow named uh, Frank Hanna. And he actually wrote The Cooler. You remember that movie with William H. Macy? Yeah. And, uh, Alec Baldwin, no. he wrote The Cooler. And that was a very well-regarded film. And then right after that, he did Damage with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and then his career hit the skids. And then he did another Stone Cold Steve Austin movie after that. I think uh, Hard to Kill or something, maybe it might be called, or something like that. I don't know. If only he could have gotten his dream of Stone Cold Steve Austin being in the cooler. And also uh, Donnelly, uh, the, the dad from uh, the Seagal Twins show, he was also in that other Stone Cold movie. So they had a little touring troupe of actors and producers, I guess, they around <laughs> making these movies. But uh, Hunt to Kill. Hunt to Kill, 2011. Hunt to Kill. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. Talk about terrible cooler. names. He did the cooler in 2003, and then like uh, I don't know what happened to his career. Like uh, then next damage 2010. Let Stone Cold <laughs> became enamored. <laughs> yeah, wow. this is new muse. Forgot how to write. Suffered some kind of severe brain injury. Like the writing all this pathos and character stuff. You can just have people punch each other. <laughs> All right. So, Tuffy, since it's your film, how about you give us like the uh, the picture, the quick picture, with the summarize this film for us? Uh, yeah, like you said, John Brickner uh, is released on parole after serving, I think, four out of a seven-year term. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, yeah. When he gets out of jail, he goes to you know start rebuilding his life. First, he. Uh, I don't remember if it's at the beginning. He said, asked if anybody's ever killed someone with their bare hands because he said, you don't take a life. That life stays with you. I think he says it at the parole board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So John Brickner gets out, and he uh, goes and gets a job working construction, and he's hanging out yeah, like at a, a – Well, at the beginning when he's uh, – they show him getting out of prison, and like, uh, yeah. like that's what you're seeing, but they have voiceovers of the parole board interviewing him. And I, I thought that was almost good. There's a couple lines they could have trimmed, um, but I kind of yeah. like what they did there. And then they show him getting on a bus and leaving and stuff. And so now he's got to rebuild his mm-hmm. life. <laughs> yeah, so he goes and uh, gets a construction job at Velt's Construction. Yeah, and then uh, in the evening, he's hanging out at the Big B Saloon. Big B. It, this is all in Seattle. Uh, That's right. Ooh. So at the saloon, the – Comely young waitress, Laura Vandervoort, <laughs> nice. is yeah. serving three uh, bros, I guess. Um, yeah, like frat bros, it seems like. Uh, yeah, frat bros who are <laughs> harassing her. They ask her, uh, you know, give her phone number or whatever. I forget. Oh, he says and, her uh, ass they won't is let Wonderland. Up. He says her ass is <laughs> yeah. Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, one of them, I think, uh, Tries to grab her, but Stone Cold is there. Luckily, jumps in and uh, roughs him up a little bit. Yeah, grabs him by the throat, and then like uh, just takes him and throws yeah. him out of the out of the uh, the pub. Here's the thing about Stone Cold: when you see him in a wrestling ring, you can tell he's a jacked guy and he's big. But in in wrestling, at least in WWE, uh, it's like he's just another guy. But then you see him standing next to normal humans, and he's quite <laughs> imposing. He's like two times yeah. like as wide as another normal human. He's very broad. <laughs> and huge. 
But yeah, so uh, you kind of lose perspective yeah. when you see him in WWE. But against him, like standing next to Walton Goggins, he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a Superman. Yeah. 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 yeah so he gets off the mountain. Like, uh... oh. Sorry, go ahead. Jank, you're gonna say <laughs> he had a classic line where he's like, "Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you." <laughs> yes. Here's the here's the problem I had with uh, Stone Cold. God bless him. He's trying here. He, you know, he's doing his best. But I don't think you can write for Stone Cold. I think you just have to um, tell Stone Cold, all right, here's the scene. Here's what we want you to do. Say whatever's on your mind and just let him go. Because if you try and write yeah, that, for him, it sounds like he's reading a script, you know? But, uh, yeah, that was one of the big problems of this movie is they took Stone Cold and said, we want you to play a nice subdued role here. Yeah. And that is not what you bring Quiet Stone Cold in for. Contemplative. <laughs> yeah, just let him be Stone Cold. Let him stomp a mud hole in somebody, you know? Let him be flicking people off. I, I wa- so wanted him to do a stunner. Like when The Rock's in movies, a lot of times he'll sneak in a rock bottom when he's in a fight scene, like in his fast yeah. and the yeah. But uh, But uh, Stone Cold, no stunners at all. Not a goddamn, <laughs> not one stunner. No, his fight. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now well, he's he was definitely a better bar. actor than Edge, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't see that Edge movie. I find that hard to believe. But... <laughs> that Edge At least, like, Stone Cold tried to do, like, different emotions throughout the movie instead of just being one thing the entire time, like Edge was. Uh, I, uh, if, if they would have let me just rewrite his dialogue or just like edit some of his dialogue down because they gave him too many lines and like you don't mm-hmm. I, I think Stone Cold did a good idea like a good job when he's just sitting there looking mean or looking tough looking like Stone Cold <laughs> if you only, they could have just pared down his dialogue a bit I think he would have been fine <laughs> but, uh... there was one point later on in the movie where like he's talking to Walton Goggins in like a hallway and he's trying to be all deep and then like he finished up yeah. and I, I, was, I felt bad for Walton Goggins just staring at him like yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said. <laughs> but yeah, we're bonding. What's going on? Was that the one where he's like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, nothing not worry about. No, what's going on? And then he has to, yeah, no. yeah he's talking about that. What, what was the girl's name? Uh, Vandervoort, what was her name in this? Uh, Frankie. Frankie, uh, Frankie. Yeah. But anyway. All right, Tuffy. So yeah, he... So he uh, he defends uh, Frankie at the bar, and yeah. the, the bartender, uh, the guy who owns the bar, says, "Hey, do you want a job?" So he's going to be like their bouncer at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Roadhouse. Which um, it's a big like it's not a busy bar like Roadhouse though. Like it's pretty sparsely <laughs> filled, but apparently people just get into fist fights there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks more like one of those like you know pub and grill type places, but I guess you know people get angry. Seattle, they're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a hockey team yet. Now that the cracker are there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll all be different. Yeah. So he's uh, you know, working his construction job and his boss is a dick there and uh working as the bouncer and then uh his pro- goes to visit his parole officer who uh I, never I like looks up the officer. paperwork. Yeah. yeah that yeah. that was actually a nice running good. bit. Yeah, yeah. Because as the movie goes, Stone Cold keeps getting more and more bruised in the face, and the parole officer never looks at him and just goes, you working? 
You got a place to stay? All right, you piss clean. You're good. See you in three weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even uh, at the end, like, the, the payoff for that joke is at the end, like, Austin says, why don't you, how would you stare, look at me in the eyes for once? You know, he, like, gets a little mad, and the guy looks up at him, and he's surprised. But it would have been better if, like, Stone Cold got out of his chair and kind of, like, was more aggressive with it, you know, like more Stone Cold. He's doing it, <laughs> you know? He wanted to just yeah. do a stunner on the parole officer. Yeah. Go back to jail immediately. <laughs> yeah. You keep your parole board and your John 316. Yeah, that would have been great. But, uh, <laughs> or, or, no, Toppy, every but, time uh, the parole guy said something, Stone Cold goes, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Force him to look up. What? Yeah. Uh, that was something he did, Jank. That was one of Stone Cold's gimmicks. He said, what? Yeah. I'm right. yeah. <laughs> vaguely away. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, one night at the bar, uh, Frankie's talking to Walton Goggins, saying, like, hey, this guy, you know, maybe he could be something. We don't really know what yet. But uh, Walton Goggins is kind of dismissive, like, well, I don't know. And then he breaks up a fight. And then the guys start fighting again, and he goes and clocks him and throws him out the bar. And all of a sudden, Walton Goggins is in, so they say, hey, we got uh, something, you know, we want to take you along. Take him to, like, fight club, basically, except uh, for money. Well, well Not first, just for the love of the fight. Makes the yeah, they don't even Austin. tell him yet. Yeah, Austin just says, uh, he, what does he say, Jank? He just, like, puts the business card back in Goggins' coat and just says no or something, or I don't know. He yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, but okay. yeah, they're not interested. Well, because then he meets um, uh, not Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Who was the wife of? Yeah. The wife of the guy he killed. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's always made clear that guy he didn't deserve to get killed, but it was definitely self-defense what Stone Cold did. Well, she she says he was an asshole. Her husband was an asshole and a yeah. loser. So, um, yeah. She yeah, doesn't blame he, Stone Cold. Yeah. But she also uh, wrote a letter to the parole board, and that's why he got out of jail, she says, because uh, her daughter needs a heart transplant. So she got Stone Cold out of prison so he could get the money to pay for it to make things right. Yeah, because Stone Cold was sending uh, her a bunch of letters from prison. And uh, telling her that he'd do anything to make it up for it, you know, uh, make things right. So she says, all right. She made a call to the pro board and says, all right, here's your chance to make it right. you got to get money. They need, like, I don't know, how much money? 150 grand. 250 grand? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a pricey operation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so is this uh, when he goes back and tells Walton Goggins, you know, yes. I'm in, I need to make some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they take him in the, to the old underground fight club to show him what's going on. And uh, This was the weird yeah. thing to me is, like, clearly, like, he thought what they were doing is illegal. He must have assumed they wanted him to be involved with, you know, serious crime. But then he finds out it's just a fight club. And he's like, no, not interested. <laughs> like, this seems probably better than whatever you had you thought they were into. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but they're not asking you to rob a bank here where you can go back to jail. Like, you're just fighting some guys. <laughs> But but didn't he fight the first guy they went to, or, or he said no once he saw it, and then they came back? Yeah, I thought he, they, he, said, he no, said no, and then 
Yeah, and then he went back, and I think he saw the little girl when she actually came oh, out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the little girl had a stuffed animal named Boomer. And he said, that's yeah. his name. And then the little girl said, oh, he says that he looks like a good friend. She says, but he snores. That was a good line. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fucking Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, this is when they explain then that uh, you don't just get to go jump in the ring for a, you know, $250,000 fight. You got to work your way up, yeah. basically. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, basically you put the stakes up, and then that's the purse for the fight. So to get their seed money, Walton Goggins goes and pawns his dad's cufflinks. Yes. For five grand. Mm. Those are some fancy cufflinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do either and, of you uh, have any cufflinks? I don't own any cufflinks. I don't really like them. No, <laughs> uh, I never had them. Yeah, I have some from uh, one of my grandpa's had cufflinks, so I have those. But I don't own uh, a I French would, cuff skirt. So like I George on, Costanza, uh, I would just have to poke a hole with a letter opener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ordered up Classy. a new Penguins hat. I ordered up a new Penguins hat recently on uh, Fanatics, and they have a Quebec Nordiques page. And one of the items they had on the Quebec page was Quebec Nordiques cufflinks. And I was like, wow, I would, I could get some Quebec Nordique cloth. But yeah, I don't have a shirt. <laughs> so, um, if anyone ever yeah. invited you to their wedding, like you yeah, did, I could wear my yeah. Quebec Nordique. The problem is not only not having shirts, also you don't go anywhere to wear the shirt too. <laughs> I could wear them to yeah. Giant Eagle. I could wear them to shoot hockey. Yeah. <laughs> get your car inspected, I guess. Yeah. I, hey, I went to I went to shoot hockey and the Giant Eagle today, two for one. I stopped on the way home. So I did two things in one day. Oh, my God. I'm surprised you're able to do the show. I know. I'm pretty winded. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, eventually, Stone Cold goes back to uh, they got to fight a guy, right? And uh, they fight this first guy who's got, like, bad teeth. That's what I remember. He had bad well, first teeth. Well, yeah. uh, first he goes to the, back to the construction site. Oh, yeah. That's and right. his boss tells him he's he's fired. But then he has a heart attack at the same time, yeah. so Stone Cold uh, <laughs> does chest compressions, saves Don't his life. Don't you die on me. Don't you die on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it was important, they say, that, you know, your big, strong hands helped keep him alive, but also you broke seven of his ribs. Yeah, there's a big mission yeah. there. Kept him alive. Oh, you broke seven of his ribs. Uh, yeah, he saved his life. That's the important thing. That comes back later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then he goes to his first fight, which I'm not even clear if he was supposed to fight or if the other guy was just too injured to keep fighting because Walton Goggins had some yeah. other fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just shows up. Austin just shows up. Uh, Goggins already has another guy fighting, and um, like he, they didn't know Austin was coming. He just shows up. Okay. And um, but the other guy gets two. It's like a tournament, and the other guy got too injured in his last fight, so he passes out. So Austin takes his spot in the main event. Yeah, it's gotta be nice. Like, like oh, listen, you can just sub in new guys, fresh guys. That, that's in the middle of the That's tournament. actually what they did in the UFC back in the day. Like guys would get injured, they just bring a fresh guy in, and when they because they had one night tournaments. So yeah, it was hardly fair, but yeah, that's what they did. But. Uh, so, in, yeah. uh, in, in fairness, the guy, uh, I guess Deacon was the guy uh, 
supporting the other fighter, and they didn't want to do it at first, but then, like, Doggins said, no, I don't know. I thought Deacon's the guy who, like, runs the fight club. Yeah, and, like, they weren't going to do the fight Mm -hmm. with Austin, but they said, all right. So I think Doggins gave him more money. The manager for the other guy, I think, said he can fight, but, you know, they set the odds, like, three to two in the one guy's favor or something. And this guy, like, bit Austin, right? Steve Austin gets bitten at least three times in this movie. Yeah. So if you... <laughs> also, we get to see that Steve Austin learned his uh, fighting style from Homer Simpson, where you just let the guy <laughs> punch himself out. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. I, I expected Austin to be a better fighter because he takes a beating in this movie. Like, a really. <laughs> Every fight, he just gets pounded. Yeah, yeah I was a little a skinny black guy later on that he was still getting his ass beat because <laughs> the guy was hanging off like a diving board in the pool. <laughs> he couldn't come yes. back. Yeah, his legs are wrapped around him. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and we also learned at this first fight, you're not allowed to have weapons on you at the start, but if you find a weapon, free yeah. to use it. <laughs> that was pretty good. And Austin's like, I found a weapon. What the fuck? So then in the middle of the fight, yeah. uh, I, I think Deacon just rolls in a metal pipe underneath the cage. So the guy can find yeah. the weapon to beat up Stone Cold with it. <laughs> How is like everyone in the audience who's betting on this not just throwing weapons in there constantly? Yeah, to the guy? Throwing a switchblade. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but Austin wins his first fight. Uh, shock, but he wins and uh, yeah, takes a beating, but he yeah. actually wins. Yep. Yeah. Then uh, Frankie and Walton Goggins come over and tell Austin, you're not living in your apartment anymore. You're moving in with us or whatever. Yeah. You're like a team <laughs> now. And, and Frankie also wanted uh, to listen really to us at... bang all night. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're not banging, though, right? Yeah, that was another cold. confusing part of this movie. Yeah. Because, all right, jumping ahead, it turns out that uh, – well, Walton Goggins has like he owes this. Uh, well, he owes Veltz the money, right? One hundred and fifty grand he owes to Veltz. Yeah. Because yep. Frankie, okay, when, when she tells she tells Stone Cold, eventually she reveals this to Stone Cold. She goes, "Well, that's actually my yeah. debt." Because when I was younger, young and stupid, you're like twenty four tops right now. So like, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. how also, she went to nursing <laughs> school at some point to learn how to like patch up the fighters. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. She's been a lot of life into this 24 years. She's uh, very good at stitching up Stone Cold. But uh, she was basically uh, a paid mistress for old man Veltz. uh, Yeah. And then uh, Goggins. He needed uh, a place to put his dissatisfaction with life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) And by that, I'm going to use that next time I go to the bar. Yeah, and by that, I just needed a dick. uh, I just needed a place to put his dick. Yeah, but uh, so Goggins like rescued her from there. He he said he would buy her from Veltz for 150 grand, but he didn't have the money, so he has to. He's been working off the money ever since. But uh, but but then she said that when Goggins saved her, he never asked anything from her. So that almost makes me think like they're not having sex either. Yeah, that's definitely the impression that's given. Yeah. See, I couldn't tell if that just meant maybe she was having sex with him because she wanted to. Not that he ever was like, "Hey, you gotta have sex with me." <laughs> but it kind of seems like they're she... a couple. But then it it kind of seems like they're not a couple sometimes as well. So because she's way because later Stone in the Man. movie, Stone Cold 
like uh, has to tell Walton Goggins, like, oh, she really loves you. It's like, well, if they're fucking all the time and they're partners in this business, I think he would pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing they're not having this sweet, sweet love together. Um, okay. Because even when, like, he says, like, you like Stone Cold, don't you? And she's like, yeah, whatever, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's weird. But all, all I yeah, can say is, someone, yeah. you know, someone's missing an opportunity here with Laura Vandervoort. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. You got to lock that down, Walton Goggins. Got to lock that down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right. So where were we on the big story? Although, uh, wasn't it a little? Uh, uh, that meet whole, with the that whole arrangement with uh, with Laura Vandervoort. Okay. Like, why did she owe this money for? If she was getting paid to be this guy's like concubine or whatever, why does she owe money? Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't it just be like, all right. Well, he wasn't going to let if her. You don't leave. want to do this what? job anymore. Yeah, I, I think really she was pretty much her. there. She pretty much the only time she got money was she lived with him and like you know he took care of all that and he bought her clothes and stuff. But in terms of like, she didn't have any freedom. Like she's an indentured. Probably servant. bought her drugs too. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be. So, uh, yeah, the only way she's leaving is if uh, she's dead. Again, like. Like the rest of this movies, everything is just the most thinly sketched out version of a trope <laughs> that you pick up from other movies. You have to sort yeah. of paint these details on yourself. And, and they started jamming in a bunch of stuff too, man. It got, uh, I mean, it's good that you have all these little, um, like backstories and stuff, but they started cramming some stuff in here um, about all the, the different <laughs> debts owed to different people and Walter Goggins. Yeah, yeah. They got a little. It might have been better just to have, like, one thing you're working on instead of, like, three at a time. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. sometimes there was a payoff where it was, like, he had to make a choice at a certain point. Like, all right, I can see that, I guess. That's some drama, I suppose. Can, can we just skip ahead? Yeah. Uh, Austin wins a lot of fights and saves the girl. Is that all we're uh, the There's an important girl. part. <laughs> they're riding in the car, figuring out their plan. To, you know, you got to work your way up the ranks. And Laura Vandervoort uh, lights up a dart. Yeah. That was great. Walton <laughs> yeah. says, don't smoke in my car. She says, how many yeah, times have well, you told me to do that? How many times have I listened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says, how many times have I told you? Yeah, um, yeah Vanderborg, she's quite a woman. Uh, so then uh, the Veronica, the mother of the little girl, she tries to kill herself. And, uh, yeah. She, because yeah. in, her, she, in her mind was that she, they could give my heart to my daughter then if I kill myself. So that's why she... That was a little – they could have revealed that a little better because uh, – Yeah. Like the way they – because that's a, that's a nice little plot point there, but the way they say it, like they just have her blurted out to Stone Cold when he comes visit her in the hospital room. She just says like two lines. She's like, don't you get it? I was going to give my heart to my daughter. But um, I don't know. It could have been a little subtle. I don't know if that works yeah. for like an adult heart to, be to a child second. either. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works either, <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, Don't Breathe 2 tried to have it go the other way, where they're going to put a, a kid's heart in an adult woman. <laughs> so, I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, And uh, as long yeah. as we're skipping over, just highlight some of the fights. One of them is uh, in a circle surrounded by chained pit bulls. Yeah. One of them is <laughs> yeah. in a uh, emptied a dog uh, swimming pool. Yeah. The dog match. One of them's in an emptied-out yeah. swimming pool. One of them is on top of, like, some uh, shipping containers. 
Yeah. Well, the other guy has like a big sharp piece of metal or something. Yeah, yeah. some like jaggedy metal. And uh, I, I did like the montage. Uh, one of them was in like a montage. ring of cars. Remember that one? Yeah. yeah. They did. That was they did a WWE match like that one time. I think Ken Shamrock and maybe Steve Blackman. They fought in a ring of cars. Probably of less exposed glass shards <laughs> that they could uh, throw people's heads on. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like. I liked when they had the big montage of fights. Like, they would show Austin fighting somebody, and then he'd get punched, and then, like, it would cut to a different fight, and then, like, there'd be another fight, and they'd cut. Like, they, you know, it's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. They did that. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of fights. Oh, one time a guy had a big chain, and he's swinging this big metal yeah. chain around, <laughs> and he lassoes it right around Stone Cold's face, and it wraps around <laughs> yeah. his face. No, yeah. I don't know. Oh, like kill a man, wouldn't it? Like holy hell! Yeah, because this was like a big, heavy chain too. Yeah, yeah, yeah the same like a bike chain. Like that could not have felt. I don't even care how you film that. It was like a rubber chain, a foam. Like it still had to hurt when you're wrapping that around. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. But yeah, with Stone Cold perseveres, he survives and he beats all those dudes, and then. uh there's a big fight at the end. When, but here's the thing that, uh, all right, so uh, eventually that Veltz guy that Goggins owes the money to. Oh, well. But there's big, one guess, other. Oh, yeah. yeah. One other thing sort of leading up to that is uh, Stone Cold fights this one guy, uh, Nestor's guy or something, who, you know, they don't really want to fight him, but that's the only option they have left because nobody else wants to fight Stone Cold because he's beating everybody up. So Stone Cold beats that guy, and then uh, eventually they have to go for a rematch against him or something, and Stone Cold's His beating the shit out of that guy again. Yeah, yeah. he wants to rematch. Manager, uh, yeah, the manager refuses to throw in the towel, and he basically says Stone Cold has to kill him to end the fight. So Stone Cold just walks away. Yeah, so they lose by four <laughs> Goggins made a deal with him before the fight that it was to the death, but he didn't tell Stone Cold yeah. that, I guess. So, in order to win, so Austin almost beat, I thought he he killed the guy because he was really beating the hell out of him. Yeah. There was a crack when it sounded like his neck snapped. Yeah. Um, but but then Austin said, you know, I'm done. I'm not going to kill him. So, he, he lo- loses by forfeit so they don't get the big money. That looked like that was going to be the chance to get all the big money. And then Goggins Well, they also lose that. all of their money then. Yeah, and he needed that to pay off Belch. So then Belch's guys beat him up. And um, so then Austin decides that's it. He's washing his hands of all this. He's done. Um, but wait, there was – what was I going to say? But, yeah, it looks like he's just skipping town, right? Like he's really just about to leave town. He's packing up his bags. Yeah. He's like, fuck that yeah. girl with the de- who doesn't have the heart. Fuck her. I'm not <laughs> doing this anymore. I'm out. And he's leaving. Like that's <laughs> – it's not what you want out of your well, hero, is, right? Just... He meets with Belt first, right? Before this, before he's oh, leaving. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about that. Because he, he, he... Yeah, Belt is like the guy who owns the construction uh, thing, and he's all happy that Stone Cold saved. I guess the guy was his son or his son-in-law yeah. or something. The guy that couldn't yeah. have yeah. had his son-in-law. Saved... But couldn't they have cast like a younger yeah. man for a son-in-law? You know, because like <laughs> the guy he, he saved, he looked older than Belt. So I mean, same age. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Man's got some years. Daughter likes older men. 
Yeah, Velps looked guess. old when he was on the X Files like thirty years ago. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. The guy running the construction site was no use spring chicken. He looked pretty old himself. But uh, all right. Well, he also <laughs> didn't have Laura Vandervoort hanging around keeping him youthful. <laughs> that's true. Ooh. He had no place to put his dissatisfaction with the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> but yeah, Jenk. So uh, Austin goes in to meet with Velps, and uh, what happens? <laughs> so he's like, uh, you know, you saved my son-in-law, so I'm going to give you one favor. And uh, Stone Cold's like, well, I got these two problems. Like, uh, I owe, you know, I got to get this money to pay for this heart transplant operation. And uh, you're going to, you know, if I don't pay off uh, Walton Goggins' debts, he's going to, you know, get killed pretty much. So William Davis is like, well, I'll give you one of them. And yeah. so Stone Cold doesn't really think about it much. And he's just like, ah, fuck the little girl. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I thought for sure he was going to say, all right, I'll pay for the little girl's heart surgery and I'll keep fighting to try and help Goggins out. You know, we'll figure something yeah. out the fighting. Yeah. But no, he's like, all right. Yeah. Who cares? Save Walton Goggins. Yeah. And this degenerate gambler guy. And then, <laughs> this little girl. And then again, he's not and even going to Maybe keep it fighting. was Stone Cold had a thing for Walton Goggins, and that's why, like, he saved him. <laughs> that he went and bought his dad's cufflinks. He was just trying to, you know, well, don't lay some spoil down. That, don't spoil that big reveal about the cufflinks. But uh, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> so he. But then it, once he gets home, he's packing up his bags and he's leaving. He's skipping town. He, he's not going to keep fighting and <laughs> try and get the money for the little girl. He's just getting on the next bus out of town. <laughs> Like, what is going on? So yeah, he's like, what I guess that's doing? part of, you know, being out of prison is reconciling your life by running away. But it, just as he's about to leave, though, they get a phone call from the deacon, uh, you know, uh, the father of the Seagal twins. And he says, oh, they finally set up the big match with the guy named Timmons or something. He's like the big he- heavyweight mm-hmm. champion over the underground fight scene or whatever. So this is the big fight they've always wanted, <laughs> that they can make all the money now. They can get all their money. So Austin's like, all right, yeah. I guess some mysterious person put up money for them. Because they don't yeah. have the money. Before so he was going some, to skip some guy town, did. didn't they go to meet? They went to go meet with the deacon, but he was all hammered off his ass. Yeah, he, he went privately. <laughs> yeah, the they Stone Cold him, went. The deacon told okay. him some parable at the beginning of the movie about the uh, the unforgiven slave or something. And then he goes, tell me about that parable again. I've been thinking about it. But they never get into the details of the parable in the movie either. You know what I mean? They never no. really spell out the parable. That would have been helpful if they would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so uh, but yeah the deacon's all drunk off his ass so austin's like all right fuck it i'm just leaving town i'm just getting out of town and uh but no he decides to stay and it, so then he fights this guy the big heavyweight champ or whatever and uh this fight seems weird because it, it's in like a hell in a <laughs> it really cell was. it's kind of like on, they're on the top of a hell in a cell or in a cage. Just the hell in the cell was turned upside down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the the floor breaks like on mankind uh, when he fell through, but uh, it swings down like a swing and they're hanging onto it and then they fall onto the basement. Yeah. And they're like in some uh, like auto mechanic garage or something. So then the guy like pulls a chain to like throw these big rolling things down on Stone Cold, but he to get away he dives into a vat of motor oil. Is that what that was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Now here's the thing: then, uh, a big tub of barbecue sauce. Yeah, but uh, eventually Austin emerges from the motor oil because they thought he was dead or what, but he comes out of there. He's covered in motor oil. Wouldn't he be slipping all <laughs> over the place as they're trying to fight? Like, wouldn't he just be sliding? Yeah. Out of place? 
Well, everybody's I mean, how also do you really see? impressed that he's covered in motor oil. And it's like, well, he just jumped in a big pool of motor oil. That's not that impressive. <laughs> but, so uh, they keep fighting. Oh, oh we should mention, uh, I forgot to mention, throughout the movie, Stone Cold, he doesn't hit a stunner, but he does kind of have a finishing move. He has the old heart punch. The old heart yeah. punch yeah. finisher. Like, this was Walt a... And Goggins. Wants to call it yeah. the bone crusher. This is actually a finishing move in wrestling. Uh, a guy named Ox Baker, an old school wrestler named Ox Baker, used to use it as his finisher. And Big John Studd used it as a finisher uh, when he first got to WWE. But yeah, you basically just punch the guy right in the chest, and uh, <laughs> and you just fuck up their heart and their chest. So, that was so, so he, we saw him do it a couple times in the big fight montages, and then at the end he does it to win the, the big fight. He just crushes the dude's sternum, the punch, and he's like, oh, I give and up. I the give bad up. writing shown through again because then Walton Goggins comes over and says, hey, I've been thinking about it. Maybe not the bone crusher. What about we just call that the damage? Yeah. <laughs> so you get the title of the movie in there. The but then Stone name. Cold just goes, eh, I don't know. I'll think about it. Yeah. That's what they should have said when they thought of the title for the movie. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we could do better. Yeah. Could have had some better options there. But yeah. yeah, so Stone Cold gets the money to uh, save the little girl, and Goggins and Frankie are together again. And, uh, and then are they're they in the hospital. Ah, I think so, because they show up at the hospital together. And uh, I'm sure like, later they... that night, Goggins put his dissatisfaction with the world in her. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where, like, a good movie would set up like, oh, Walton Goggins and Frankie are going to go off, and Stone Cold and the widow of the man he murdered are going to go off together. Now, <laughs> well, that, that might be too much. <laughs> you got to say but, something for the sequel. But but so at the end, they're in the hospital because the little girl's getting her heart transplant, and uh, uh, Goggins and Frankie show up, and Stone Cold says, ah, there's one more thing that I take care of, and, and he uh, he hands him a little his father's cufflinks. He went and bought his father's cufflinks. Yeah. 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 At one point earlier, Walton earlier Goggins Walton Goggins, had, yeah, was... he went back to check on him to make sure the uh, pawn shop guy hadn't sold them and was real upset that they were gone. Yeah. And Because uh, the guy didn't tell him who he sold them to, but he sold them to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so, what a guy. Just, yeah. But it seems that pretty weird Stone that he paid more yeah. than $5,000. Because that's yeah. how much they were pawned for <laughs> yes. when he was trying to save up to buy a little girl's heart transplant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again. Hey, Walden Goggins' happiness comes first. <laughs> so I'm still convinced that the the underline of this movie is that Stone Cold is really trying to get in with Walton Goggins here. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> Maybe Laura Vandervoort marries the, uh, the widow. Oh, <laughs> I watched that. But uh, so Stone Cold, uh, they're about to leave the hospital, and, De- and uh, um, Goggins says, hey, I got a call from Deacon. He needs a new liver. And Austin says, that's believable. I can believe that. And he says, so how about we, uh, we keep doing this fighting thing? So that's basically the, the premise for a, a series of films where they have fist fights to get organ transplants. That's like the <laughs> running theme of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Hot Rod, almost. <laughs> Fist fights for organ transplants. And that's it. The movie ends right there. Them leaving the hospital together talking about their next fight to get a liver for Deacon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that Deacon was the one who put up the money. 
Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. They could have that yeah. last fight. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a good guy after all, that Deacon. I mean, here's the Seagal twins' dad. Of course, he's a good guy. <laughs> in season two, he helped them open a. Else. He helped them open a dance studio in season two. So yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> um, so there it is, damage. Stone Cold Steve Austin. So tell yeah. me, what do you think? What do you think? Um, well, we could have been watching the Beastmaster. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I would. I never. That doesn't have Laura Vandervoort. Laura, yeah, I never would have met Laura yeah. Vandervoort. Yeah. So I'm happy I watched this. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's like a six. Yeah, like I. It's not. It's bad. It's, of course, it's a bad movie, but it's not like awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, like I think Goddard yeah. and Vandervoort do a really good job. They're yeah. Acting, like uh, the mm-hmm. really the good. writing is terrible. But the acting is, you know, not bad. <laughs> the writing yeah. has its moments. Like, again, I like all the, the intricacies of their relationships. Like, there's a lot going on here. So, but it's like, it's kind of crammed in awkwardly and forced in where you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think yeah it's kind of not good enough to be good and not bad enough to yeah. be, like, hilariously bad. So, yeah, yeah. kind of in the middle there. Like the yeah. whole thing where he saves the construction guy from having the heart attack, and then uh, that lets them know that he can cancel one of the two problems with Velt. It's like, we'll just get rid of that whole thing and have them make enough money to solve both problems. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's kind of weird to have Velt connected to the construction guy, and that was a little weird, and I don't know. Um, yeah, very small but... town, apparently. Seattle. <laughs> um, but yeah, Laura Vandervoort looked great though. So um Yeah. She was well, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so I've yeah, been a big I, fan was, for a long time. I was gonna go six as well just for Vandervoort. And again, this is on a scale of bad movies. 'Cause I like Stone Cold. Yeah. You know? I like Stone Cold and uh there were yeah. some fights that were interesting. It was serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what you're getting. In the world of direct-to-video action films, this is probably like <laughs> Citizen Kane. This is probably really yeah. good. You know? So, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I also like that. It's probably better than like a Steven Seagal movie because at least Stone Cold looks like he could win <laughs> these fights. Yes. Yeah, Stone Cold's a very <laughs> believable cage fighter guy, underground cage fighter. I believe it. I believe he could beat Tony. Yeah, but uh, even though the well, punches, I wish his punches didn't look so slow. Yeah, yeah, the punches. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's, he's put in a lot of miles in the ring. You know, his joints don't work the way they used to. <laughs> but, uh, but he's still a big, tough son of a bitch. But uh, all right, Jank, uh, what do you think? One out of ten for uh, damage. I was going to go five, but I could go six. Yeah, yeah I think five or six is where you want to be. Earned. I think that's a good yeah. number for this. Yeah, yeah I think that's go. fair. They put Walton Goggins in a brown leather jacket, which is always classic. Yeah. <laughs> that was his look on the shield. Yeah, like usually with these kind of movies, you don't get any good actors, but there are some good actors in here, you know? So uh, Yeah, he's always entertaining. He's like a little weasel, you know, that Walton. He's like a little weasel. Yeah. He's very good. He's so good at that. It was nice to see that the smoking man still gets some sort of acting job. And and the father of the Seagal twins from Double Trouble. Yeah. um, An all-star cast. Yeah. If only the Seagal (laughs) twins could have shown up at some point. 
would have been amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there it is now. <laughs> they were the found go... weapons in one of the battles. <laughs> <laughs> you each get a Seagal twin. <laughs> uh, do you think we'll uh, make our way through all of Stone Cold's uh, movies? Uh, I think he's got about five other ones we could. Laura Vanderbilt is not in any other ones, though. So. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to hurt. It. For that reason, I'm out. We so could Stone pivot Cold. because the. Uh, so there was that movie, The Condemned, with Stone Cold. The Condemned Two stars uh, Randy Orton. Oh, that's all. <laughs> that's all Spawn Tubi. I kind of, uh, I hear good things about The Condemned, and that's supposed to be like you know his best film, The Condemned, his first film. That's his Citizen Kane. Yeah, that's his one. But uh, <laughs> so maybe we can give that a whirl sometime. But uh, yeah, Steve, Steve Austin's IMDb page is kind of a train wreck because they put. Like they count all the WWE pay-per-views as acting credits. So you got to really... Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, you got to sort through it all. I, I think his first movie role was The Longest Yard, right? The remake, The Longest Yard, he was in that. That was The Rock. Or no? No, no. That was him. No. Holden? No, yeah, I think he, he was Walking like, Tall. Yeah, Walking Tall is The Rock. Stone, he wasn't like a star in Longest Yard. He was just like a uh, supporting guy. You know, like a, okay. Adam Sandler was the star. Adam Sandler? Yeah, yeah okay. Adam. Yeah, I only saw that once. <laughs> I'm like, never again. Um, yeah, I think that was his first actual film appearance. And then uh, Condemned was in 2007. And then we have Damage in 2009. The Stranger, 2010. That has video. Is that where he sits on his hand and masturbates? So it feels like somebody (laughs) else is doing it? Uh, Oh, he was in the first first Expendables, uh, 2010 as well. Then uh, Hunt to Kill, 2010. Holy hell, he was busy in 2010. Uh, Recoil, 2011. Knockout, 2011. Tactical Force, 2011. Maximum Conviction, 2012. That sounds great. Maximum yeah. <laughs> the package. He plays Tommy Wick in the package, 2012. Uh, John Wick's brother. Grown Ups 2, 2013. Smosh the movie. I don't know what the fuck that is. He plays Steve Austin in Smosh <laughs> yeah. the movie. Well, Chain, of, Chain command. of Command. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. He's in a lot of movies. Holy hell. Um, God damn. And then I guess that after that's when he started doing his TV shows. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there you go. Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge started in 2014, so he picked up reality TV there. Yeah, it was like a game show or something they were doing. And straight up Steve Austin in 2019. Now he does his podcast, I guess. Yeah. And then he also does that show on the, the broken Day 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 or whatever. You really want to love me forever. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that straight up Steve Austin? Is that the thing he does on USA where he talks to like a celebrity uh, for like a half hour? They just go yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched the ones he did with Becky and Charlotte. but uh, I watched Yeah, that's all I – I think I watched the Becky one. All right, so there you go, Damage. Maybe we'll get another Stone Cold movie at some point, but uh, probably not for a while. Probably not for a while. 
Yeah, right. I'm fine with Breaking Bad and Stone Cold. Without, oh, but a Randy Orton movie. I'm intrigued. <laughs> we can jump into the Miz catalog, maybe. <laughs> yeah, all those Marines. He took over for John Cena after uh, Marine Twenty Four. And uh, what's the new movie? movies or just shitty Bowling for Soup music videos? Uh, yeah, I don't think she's been in any movies. But Paige was in uh, Santa's Little Helper, right? With uh, Miz. What weren't they in a Christmas movie together or something? Santa's Little Helper. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, she has the uh, elf costume on Champions. <laughs> yeah, it could be why. Yeah, no crossover there. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, all right. So uh, that's the damage. Uh, next week, I, I don't know. I guess it's my pick for next week then, right? Because uh, Tuffy did this. So. Yeah. Yeah. It might be time to go back to Sedaris. I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> that sounds right. I think uh, what what's next? Sa- with Savage Beach next, I think. Savage Beach is next. Yeah. yeah. All right. That so looks good. Because I got to get my teeth ripped out of my head. Well, maybe or probably not. It's probably just an evaluation. That's Wednesday, so I could I could need my spirits lifted. So let's uh let's do a <laughs> Savage Beach. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> yeah, we need to get back to Donna Spear. Yes, I will. I will Donna Spear. <laughs> How dare you? Just open my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Ripping on Dawn and Spear and uh, this isn't my other civil one. banning. Yeah, civil banning. Civil banning. That's I'd a tough civil one. banning a, before Donna. That's a tough oh, call for me. Get out of here. I'll go civil banning as well. I like civil banning, but uh, Donna and Taryn, how we you can't go wrong. Ooh, now Taryn, now you're talking. Now you're speaking my language. I, I, are they both in Savage Beach? Or is, I think. Uh, yes, they are both in Savage oh, oh. Beach. Okay. Ooh. So there we go. I think Andy this might Sedaris. be. I don't know if they're in anyone's after that though. Yeah, I think they get start getting. Plus, there's got to be. I think Donna. Uh, it looks like Donna Spear stays in for the past that, but Taryn is done. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> well, enjoy yeah, Donna Spear is in the next. Ooh. But if we keep going here, Pat Morita does show up in a couple couple movies later. <laughs> oh, nice. I hope he takes his top off. <laughs> really good. All right. So uh, anything else to discuss? Would you like to talk more about hockey? Or would you like to do some more NHL talk? <laughs> no, I think we're good. All right. Um, checked all those boxes. Uh, Tuffy, have you been watching anything else this week on the TV, Tuffy? Uh, I don't think so. Still watching Survivor? Did they release that yeah, monster Survivor's yet still going. on the island? No, still no monster. Um, <laughs> yeah, what we do in the shadows, Fuck. that show's great. Hmm. All right. Uh, All right, uh, Jank. Fucking that. Yeah, well. well, you know what that means, Tuffy. It's time for Columbo. All right, Jank. Columbo uh, time. Let me, there's got to be something else I watch. Let me think. <laughs> but, now, uh, I watched one episode of Columbo on Saturday. Uh, Columbo goes to the guillotine about a, uh, a, a yeah. con man magician guy who, who pretends to be a remote viewer that he can see distances and stuff. And I had seen this one before, years earlier. And uh, the, 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 the big thing at the end, Columbo sits in the guillotine and uh, lets the guy, like, drop the blade on him <laughs> to, like, catch mm-hmm. him. 
But here's the thing. <laughs> uh, like, he knew this guy. Uh, Columbo rigged the guillotine so he wanted to kill him. He, uh, w- when the guy does it, uh, and then Columbo sits up and goes, hey, see, I rigged it, so you're going to kill me. But I just needed one more piece of evidence, and that was it. That's what I got you with. <laughs> it's over. But there's no one else there. Like, there's not, like, other right. cops witnessing this. <laughs> right. So it's just, like, nope. a crazy just old man. <laughs> <laughs> like a trow. He's just going to say no. He totally he meant to kill me. <laughs> Even though he, he could really just be saying, oh, yeah, he just did the trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah this crazy old man's just making up this story. I, I never tried to kill him with a guillotine. <laughs> it's a magic trick. It's not a real guillotine. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. But Columbo's... Columbo's like, I got you. So, yeah. Got not, you it's not his best work. Not his best work. Yeah. Yeah, that was the crazy one with the uh, the ESP, right, where the guy was doing yeah. the – he was trying to trick the government and thinking he was psychic. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. the first one back uh, when they came back in, like, the end of the 80s or whatever. That was the first one. Yeah, Weird. Not very good. <laughs> Weird episode. Yeah. All right, so which, which one yeah, did like you Yeah, like that watch? kid sidekick who was teaching him how to do magic and shit. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't see all of it. I just caught the end of it. But yeah, I remember the kid being involved. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so which one did you watch? Uh, well, I watched two. I oh, watched two um, season. Yeah, season nine, episode five. Um, Uneasy lies the crown. Huh. Um. This was an episode about. I'm trying to remember what the guy was. Um, oh, it was a dentist. Uh, do you remember this? His wife was like cheating on him with a movie star who was also a patient of his. <laughs> and so he puts poison in the guy's crown that he's putting in. <laughs> huh. And, uh, apparently this lady, like the, the wife that she had been in trouble years before for poisoning some other guy or something. Or she, you know, they thought that she poisoned her. So he basically was trying to frame his wife for killing this guy, even though it was really him that poisoned her. Um, and there's like a whole, there's a bunch of scenes where he's playing poker and like, he's got these, like one of the Darren's from uh, bewitched was in his poker game. Uh, probably Dick, <laughs> some guy Dick who Sargent. was doing impressions. Yeah, I, imagine I think Sargent. so. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember that one. Well, it was weird. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, it was it was a pretty good episode. I almost probably liked it. The guy was pretty cool, like the dentist guy. Um, he basically like the guy had an appointment, the, the celebrity guy, but he told the staff like, "Oh, he canceled, so you guys go go to lunch early." And then you know, secretly he was working on the dude's teeth and <laughs> put the poison in there. Hmm. All right. So, Next. That was pretty good. Um, and then I tried, I, I tried to, like I said before the show started, I tried to anticipate which one they were going to show next that you would watch. Uh, so I skipped all the way to the end, very end of the show, season 10, episode 14, Columbo loves the nightlife. Columbo Boy, loves the nightlife. Fucking, <laughs> this, this was a fucking away? culture shock. Is no, you know away? who this was? No. Uh, this was Matthew Reese from The Americans. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? When did they stop making Columbo? <laughs> it's like, like 2003. 2003. Yeah, somewhere around there. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Plus, uh, Hurley from Lost was in this episode. Bobby Bacala from fucking Sopranos was in here at playing a mobster <laughs> from out east. Wow. Like, oh, Columbo, shit. like, Weekend at Bernie's at this point? <laughs> he's very old. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he's <laughs> and he's still driving the same fucking Peugeot and shit. Yeah. It's like, what the right. hell? Like, this car's got to be 30 years Ooh. old. He's putting so much more money into this, <laughs> keeping this thing around, than it would be to just buy a new car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to keep that car. It's French. You got to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was totally, his hair is totally just gray by this point. Like, yeah, I don't remember it was that different, one. but And there's a really hot blonde, too. Like, Matthew Reese was dating this, like, hot blonde. It was really cool. Um, but, yeah, like, this really guy's cool. opening a new club. <laughs> and there's, like, there's, like, this hot raver chick who was, like, hitting on Columbo and shit. Like every time she saw him, she's like, oh, hey, it's you. Come dance with me. <laughs> He's just like, no, no, that's okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, Columbo. Get yeah, it was weird. Even like Columbo evening. was, like, learning about glow sticks and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. It was uh, it was a wild, wild stuff. I'll, I'll say that. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it ended up being where, like, uh, he hid the body in this new bar that he was opening. Like, there was these, like, fish tanks in the floor, and Columbo noticed that one of them was, like, less deep than some of the other ones. <laughs> oh. And I was like, there's a law that says, you know, you have to, if you have this many fish, it has to be this deep, and this one was shorter, than, you know, less, <laughs> less stuff than the other one. So we're going to dig this up. <laughs> Thank God Columbo knows his fish laws. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> yeah. Huh, That's pretty that. good. So he's like, yeah, yeah Matthew Reese. Reese. all at the same time. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember that one at all. Um, that, uh, that blonde might be Jennifer Sky. That might be who that blonde was. Ooh. That could be, yeah. Even that name is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was amazing. Big fan. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Uh, there's your Columbo update for the week. I'll try and watch at least another one uh, this week. I don't know. Uh, I don't know which one it'll be. Oh, yeah, I'll watch yeah. them. You don't need to kill yourself over it. <laughs> I might start watching them uh, to fall asleep because I'm, I'm burning out. Every night I uh, fall asleep to Mid-Atlantic Wrestling from the 80s. But uh, I've kind of gone through it yeah. once already, so. I'm on the second time through, but, uh, Damn. yeah, it's, so maybe I'll switch over to Columbo on the peacocks. So, yeah. yeah, do it. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else. Good. Really I watched a couple other people. things. I watched, uh, VHS 94. Uh, it's on shutter. Don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, VHS is like a, a horror anthology series. This is the fourth one. Uh, there was like a VHS, there was VHS 2, and then VHS Viral, and then this is VHS 94. Um, it's like all stories taking place in 1994. I don't know why that matters. It's not like they're topical, really, but um, right. it's pretty good. Like the first three stories are really good. Um, the fourth one's pretty stupid, and kind of the wraparound segments really didn't make any fucking sense. But those first three stories I thought were really solid. All right. I'll take your word for it. I'm, I bet Larry would be very <laughs> excited for that, being on Shudder and all. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
Larry hates the um, I also, I tried watching the first episode of I Know What You Did Last Summer. They apparently brought that back as a TV show, um, like a whole new cast and shit like that. I, I made it about five minutes, and I was like, oh, i got to turn this off. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about this. <laughs> what, was that the one with uh, that movie was with, uh, who's that girl I really like? Uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's great. The new girl is nowhere near that good looking. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. That was strike one. And then it just continued from there. <laughs> We're just like, this is terrible. Yeah, I really Kids haven't watched anything. so uh, annoying. I've been watching hockey. Watching some hockey. We could talk more hockey. Um, <laughs> wrestling. Coffee. Uh, <laughs> that was hour one. Where have you been? Anything in wrestling to discuss? I guess SmackDown had a big show tonight on Fox Sports 1. Becky. What if it's all done, right? Yeah, what if it's all done? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they got the King of the Ring semifinals. I know uh, Finn Balor won that tonight. Yeah. I uh, I don't think you make him the king. He's the prince. His name's the prince. You can't make him the king, right? (laughs) He's the prince. Yeah. Well... (laughs) Uh, so the final is in Crown Jewel, so I feel like the fix might be in for Jinder. Oh, that'd be – I'd like to see Jinder be the king. Because <laughs> it's, it's Jinder and Xavier Woods are the other two. Well, here's the thing. Xavier Woods is very public for years about he always wanted to win the king of the ring, and he was, like, begging yeah, the WWE. Yeah, being Xavier. Back. Yeah, so it would be a nice story if, they, if Xavier wins it. Yeah, and he is the one member of the New Day now who hasn't done any – Solo. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to see him get it. That'd be nice. But a lot of times Vince would man, he knows someone wants something that bad, they'll tease him with it and not give it to him. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. have him get to the final yeah. and lose to somebody. But, uh, yeah. Well, he might have been in the penalty box, but with all the Paige videos and stuff for a oh, while there. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was, he was the one giving it to Paige. He was putting his dissatisfaction <laughs> with the world into Paige. Yeah. And being, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it was the only oh, one, and possibly all over the NXT Women's Title. Hey, it could have been him that did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, well, anyway, um, a lot of dissatisfaction. Yeah. Uh, so Crown Jewel is this Wednesday or Thursday, right? Thursday. Next Wednesday? Thursday, right? Next yeah, Thursday. Coming, yeah. Yeah. Next, next Thursday. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the big matchup of Mansoor versus Ali. <laughs> that would be great. Mansoor's a legend over there. He wins. The only time he ever won matches would be in the Saudi shows. Because they always <laughs> let him win things. But, uh, well, I'm assuming he'll beat Ali since he's the you know face of those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Mansoor. He's undefeated on the Saudi shows, so I'm guessing he's going to win. Okay. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and then I guess yeah. Roman will beat Brock probably. I would imagine – uh, I would think Big E would win over Drew. Yes. Yeah, Big E's definitely winning. Um, hopefully Goldberg doesn't drop Bobby Lashley on his head. But I think Goldberg's <laughs> going to win that match. And then I think you might see Goldberg versus Big E, because Big E, Goldberg's his favorite wrestler. As a kid, he loved Goldberg, and they, they met each other and stuff, like at a signing. Like He's Goldberg like 90 remembers. years old. I know, but Goldberg even remembers meeting Big E, and, like, Big E, like, really loves Goldberg. So that would be, like, a dream come true for him to wrestle Goldberg. So that could be uh Yeah. Nice. I don't know. I guess Edge probably beats Seth, Seth this time. 
I would imagine. Uh, I don't know who's going to win the SmackDown. Probably not. Probably Becky's going to lose since she's going to Raw. Yeah, I'm guessing Sasha comes out of there with the, the, the SmackDown title, right? So. I would hope. Sasha's been great. Yeah, she's awesome. Then uh, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and Omos. I think you're keeping those belts on RK Bro, right? Yeah, I would think so. But uh, I don't know. That should be fine. Uh, big Champions Weekend. It's on at, uh, wait, it's on at 12 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, because <clears throat> Saudi shows are always in the afternoon there. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Zombie Rhea Ripley, that'll be something. Yeah, I'm not going to get her, so, but, you know. She's you only know. like 1,500 shards. I already have like eight, 750 or 800 or something, so. Yeah, I'm in that. I got to be in that range too. I cleared out those tours today. Yeah, I, um, I couldn't do the bonuses though for the final two where you get the good tokens, you know. Yeah. Because I don't have anyone. Yeah, but uh, so I, I'm two two of those uh, tokens away from Oscar going five star gold, but you never fucking get those things. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. I think if you get your feud score up to like uh, seven and a half million, you should get far enough in the uh, solo contest there. To get some of those tokens? To get one of those tokens? Uh, okay. So you have a one in six chance of getting a green <laughs> yes. green one or whatever color you need? Uh, I need five for zombie Oscar and two for technician Oscar. But uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else to discuss? Uh, um, hey, Flea Market Fantasy, we recorded another episode with Miles Watson last night, Jank. So, uh, Ooh, yeah, he's really like running that. <laughs> running circles around Jank at this point. Well, he's only one up. He's one up on him now, nine okay. to eight. Nine to eight. So. Yeah, I liked it better when I was in the lead. <laughs> You're going to have to get it back, Jank. You're going to have to get it back. <laughs> Just wait. We're only a couple months away from January. A whole month of nothing but Kevin Jank. <laughs> <laughs> and those are comic books you're reviewing in January? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. and racing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, January. I'll have to tell Mike. Make sure you tell Mike L that. We'll, we'll brand it. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll do promotion for it. It'll be great. Um, yeah, we did uh, last night. Out. We did the uh, we did because it's still Shocktober, so I did a horror comic with the Scarecrow, Marvel's version of the Scarecrow from 1975. And then uh, next week, Mike L picked Kid Colt. <laughs> from... What the fuck? That doesn't sound scary. <laughs> <laughs> like 1927. 1975, but uh, it, it's the Ghost Rider, the original Ghost Rider, because the original Ghost Rider was a guy who rode a horse. <laughs> the original Ghost Rider. Uh, Is he actually a ghost? Is Nicholas Cage in this one at all? <laughs> no, but I, I think he's a ghost, I think. Uh, but yeah, a Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sad to be missing that one, I'll say. Yeah, I know, that's... <laughs> Mike L. We don't get anyone to watch the show as it is or listen to it. You know, you picking Kid Colt. Colt is really good. But anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't know. Are we done here? Hey, maybe we'll end early. I, I can play the outro. 
start the show running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll actually be an official official ending. I did watch the uh, the new Dave Chappelle. I think that was after last week's show. I watched that. Uh, I think we talked about it last week because I said, please okay. tell me he didn't I hurt anyone. Yeah. And you said, yeah, he kind of did. Because so. people are still outraged. Yeah. About Time is <laughs> yeah. hard to gauge these days. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. You said that Ed song that. was like when when Sean Leahy said the Atlanta moved to Winnipeg 10 years ago, it was like, that cannot be right. There's no yeah, way. I don't know if that's right. That can't be right. Uh, it seems like they moved maybe six years ago, but I don't know if Pops said maybe, it. Maybe like two years ago? <laughs> but I trust Sean Leahy. He's Mr. <laughs> Buck Daddy, so I trust him. But the days just are flying by. Um, all right, so next week on the big show, we'll do uh, Andy Sedaris, Savage Beach, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and the week after that, and you should watch They Live. The we oh oh okay, you, you said it's, it's going <laughs> off Peacocks this month or? Uh, I assume so. They got a bunch of like Halloween movies. Seems like they're loading up this well, month, and I imagine they'll be gone. Well, I mean, if we ever do it, I I'll give three dollars to uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I, I don't care. You know, I'll rent it. Oh, um, sweet. <laughs> All right. But, uh, I did see on the, the Twitter today, Brandon was posting about horror movies. Do you think Larry would come back if we did Microwave Massacre? <gasps> Larry's, Larry's not coming back. Larry's not coming back. I'll try, <laughs> I want to try the Blue Pants cameo. And if that doesn't do it, I don't know what will. I think that's, <laughs> that's our best chance. <laughs> that is a strong arsenal. Yeah, I don't know. That should get it done. Let's hope. But uh, I doubt it. So, um, all right. I guess that's it then. So thanks to Tuffy, thanks to Jank, and uh, thanks to Sean Leahy, Mr. Puck Daddy himself, Sean underscore Leahy on the Twitters. And uh, hey, maybe next week we'll just talk more hockey. We'll just keep it going. What do you think? <laughs> I don't. I mean, do you want Larry to come <laughs> back? I gotta wax my cat. <laughs> yeah. I gotta wax the cat. All right, I, I forget what my uh, what's my big catchphrase at the end. Uh, my kitty is reserved or past the gin, Governor Gabby. Right? Those are the yeah. yeah, so many good choices. Um, what was there? Uh, don't call me Alvin Flang or, or was there any good lines from Damage <laughs> that we could quote from Damage? I mean, um, <laughs> your ass is a wonderland. Oh magic. yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think Banks hit it right on the head there at the start. All right. So until next until week. Next week, keep putting your dissatisfaction with life into me. <laughs> because, <laughs> my ass, because my ass is a wonderland. <laughs>
Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Ah, Star Wars. If they should Star Wars, please let me Star Wars. Stay. And hey. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask. Did he scare you as much as he scared me? Star Wars! So near Star Wars! Thank you very much.